I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Do you want to be an MC or do you want to swerve? Do you want to be dope or do you want to deal it? Fabricated acrylic, I feel it. I'm the style molester. I do a show, get extra peas like the large professor. In fact, I get my host in Tessa. Peep game like a refer, re and soul control left my destiny in the best of three out of five with anybody ass at NBA Live. Rappers take a dive like Greg Lou Gaines with his bitch ass. Rather be Beebs Alley than at the click with Gators. Not a hater of players. I'm more like a coach or an owner. I used to love her, but now I bone her. Aha. Hey, <laughs> you look so confused. <laughs> Welcome to the Black Guy Tips podcast. Your host Rod and Karen, and uh, we're in the house on a Sunday morning. Um, return of Dem Thrones Sunday morning. Yes, mm-hmm. the game is back. The game is afoot. Winter is still coming. This is going to be apparently a long winter, and it's taking a long time to get here, but yes. it's coming. Winter is even in spring, y'all. <clears throat> yeah. <I> <laughs> So I'm, I'm excited. Uh, of course, uh, we have some great guests today. Um, winners mm-hmm. of 2013 Tippy. Yes, they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, for I believe best new guest. Yes. Um, beat out a bunch of people in that category. Um, uh, was not able to give an acceptance speech, but you guys are on now. Um, it's the ladies from Whiskey Wine and Moonshine, uh, Sojo. Uh, think pretty smart, uh, Lady Buddha. Uh, if you guys would like to give your acceptance speech, feel free. Go, go ahead right now. <laughs> uh, who wants to go first? <laughs> One of y'all can who go can first. speak on behalf of all three of us. Go ahead, right. okay. You ready? Uh, first, I want to thank my connect. The most important person with all due respect. Thanks to the duffel bag, the brown paper bag, the Nike shoe box for holding all this cash. Boys in blue who put greed before the badge. The first pusher who ever made the stash. Well, that was beautiful. That was wonderful. <laughs> Wasn't even too long. I didn't have to put the uh, wrap it up music on you. <laughs> that was great. Um, but uh, yeah, man, uh, now it gets tougher because now y'all go in the pot with all the guests this year so you know now freshmen's no more yeah oh, you guys no. don't oh. yeah no more best new guests just best guest overall and that that guy heated like i think best guest was won by chris lambert and he only won by three votes yeah that one was wow. close yeah so i mean that that's gonna be crazy this year throwing you guys in there with everybody else man but um i'm, I'm proud of you guys me too um, you know I, I i figured you guys would have the uh heads up on a lot of people but um you know i you guys ran away with that category i i did not see that coming it was just it was a blowout so uh you get three pretty women anybody that's a new guest uh you want to get win the new guest competition three pretty <laughs> women start a podcast regularly and uh you know be active socially online and stuff and you got that's that's the key so if you're a dude get a wig you know what i mean <laughs> do what you gotta do bro you get, get some makeup whatever it takes but um yeah thanks for being on obviously um what's going on over at whiskey wine and moonshine.com and what's going on with the podcast whiskey wine and moonshine uh go ahead 
No, Soldier, aren't we like number one in our category someplace or something? That's right. Yes, we found that out like two days ago. For the last two days on Podomatic in our little category, we've gotten to number one. So that's been super awesome to see. That's dope. Very excited about that. (laughs) Yeah, man. I like that's the thing. Those like those lists. Uh, when you first get on, it's kind of like you look at them and you're like, uh, you know, uh, number um, 2000, I'm- you know, maybe one day. <laughs> and then you, and then it's weird because you hit that little plateau where like you like start doing well, but then it's like, damn, we can't get off number 10. What are we doing? Can I get off number 10? Like, and then, uh, after a while, once you get close to the top, you start hating a little bit on the people around you and shit. Like, <laughs> we started listening to their stuff going, that shit ain't better than ours. Right. And I we think we saw the guy who was like ahead of us. He was like a shaman and he was doing conspiracy theory, extraterrestrial <laughs> shit. We were like, how the hell we gonna beat that? Right. <laughs> yes. And the, the dude that was above us, it was some old man that was dead and they was, were just replaying clips. I was like, this nigga dead. Yeah. It was the, it was the Jack, it was the Jack Benny show. And he was like a dude that had a radio show from like 1940 and people were just finding the audio clips and replaying it. And I was like, this shit ain't even funny. And it's like, is this like hipster ironic funny? You guys are trying to like, you know, uh, put this on here so that people will, will listen to it. But it doesn't count to me if you listen to something. It's not even live. It was recorded a long time ago. So this even count as a podcast. So. Once we beat them, I was really excited. But, uh, yeah, it does make you kind of hate on people um, and start wondering, like, well, what am I doing wrong? Should we be doing conspiracy theories on? <laughs> That's why I was like, they talked about the Mayan apocalypse. Like, should we start <laughs> Yeah, like maybe somebody be accidentally clicking on y'all. Like, they be like, oh, let me go to this category. Oh, what? They, Whiskey Water Moonshine finally started talking about the real government conspiracies? <laughs> you be like, yeah, let me step my game up. What am, mm-hmm. what am I doing wrong? But that that's congratulations though that's dope man um it, Thank you. um is is like that's the thing it's it's camaraderie and there's there's friendship and there's all this stuff and I try to work with people I really try not to look at it as a competition, competition. but them goddamn list you be like man I guess <laughs> I guess we gotta take them out I don't know what to do yeah. um so uh also man uh, I listened to y'all latest episode Outrage Olympics and I thought it was great like um I really wish uh. Uh, I mean, wait, I was going to say, I wish I could give a round of applause, but I literally can. So. <laughs> uh, it was great, man. I actually wanted to hear like other people's perspective on the Suey Park thing. I, I definitely wanted to hear women's perspective, especially women of color. Mm-hmm. Cause, um, you know, I think it's easy for a lot of people to be like dismissive of like Mary. all the, the stuff going on online. But sometimes I need to hear from like sane people. That you know what I mean? That's like Not I respect. Crazy. Well, I'm like, am I going crazy thinking that this is crazy? And it's like, no, nah, it's kind of crazy. I'm like, yes, it is crazy. And uh, I appreciated y'all's perspective, man. It was it was dope. Um, you know, listening to the show. So, um, you guys aren't um like the thing is like when you guys give opinions on stuff like that, do you guys ever wonder worry about like getting pushback from like the community of Twitter because? You know, a lot of news that we cover, a lot of news that, you know, other podcasts cover come from social media. And, you know, obviously it's people we interact with, people we follow. Y'all ever worry, like, I'm going to do a show and then somebody's going to tell me about myself? We keep wondering when that's going to happen because that hasn't really happened to us yet. And I, I honestly thought that maybe this one, we have a little bit of pushback, but we haven't. But we've been wondering when that day is going to come because we haven't had any, you know, Twitter 
internet beef or, you know, anything like that or anybody trying to, even when we say stuff that we know can be a little bit out of the pocket, mm-hmm. nobody ever says anything yet. Oh, so. oh it's coming. It's coming. And, and, and we, we'll be here to hug you with open arms and tell you officially a part of the crew. Mm-hmm. But it's well, funny because when we did that episode, when we created that episode, um, we we created it the week before following the thing with Jamila. Mm-hmm. And then we woke up that morning and you and Chris were talking about it. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, if we could just read like all these tweets, that would be the entire show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was glad Chris was late on it because um, uh, Chris from the Sandy Check, he was late on it because, uh, you know, living life, being busy and shit. And um it was one, he's one of those people where I'm like, man, I hope, I guess he didn't see it or I guess he doesn't care or whatever, but I was like hoping that he would see it. So I could, like, he's one of those people that I'm like, yes, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you know? me too. So once I seen him talking about, it, I was like, oh, I don't give a fuck if it's 6 a.m. We're going to talk about this. So uh, I was glad he was around, man. Like it's, that's the thing. I think you can get like into these weird social media, like site news cycle type things, almost like the, almost like, you know, the real media. And um, sometimes it's like everybody goes crazy at the same time, and you're kind of just sitting there like, what the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you only need, like, one other sane person to start talking to you, and all of a sudden other people start coming around like, I thought that shit was crazy, too. All right, I got to go. They looking. They looking. <laughs> yeah. <you know? laughs> but uh, that's cool, man. Um, You know, also, you know, doing the podcast, I know that you guys have a little uh podcast competition amongst your, yourselves where – um. Apparently, Leonard Brothers and Karen are <laughs> fighting for number one uh, guest on the on the on the show. What what is we the are. what is the count at right now? Uh oh, are they tied or no? Karen has more appearances now. Oh, okay, so Woo-hoo! Karen is in the lead over LB. Okay, all right. I just had to check. <laughs> Uh, Karen, did you want to have an acceptance speech or anything? Yeah, I, I just want to tell everybody out there, uh, thank you for allowing me to be on the show. And I know uh, Linda Brothers be getting all that hate. I'm not hating on you, my brother. I'm just letting you know that uh, I got my eye on you, and you will you you can win a tippet, but you won't win date. You won't win an award over there. Mm. Okay. Wow, that is. Uh, Pretty fierce. Uh, I don't even know how to put the applause for that. That's something <laughs> like a challenge. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I still love that beef in the podcast street. <laughs> yeah. Karen was the one calling him Leon way after I stopped. So he told <laughs> I, had, I had to like rein everybody in. Like, we're not doing that, y'all. It's not, it's not, <laughs> does not appreciate that joke. Um, but yeah, man, that, that, like I said, you guys, you know, do an excellent show over there and I'm glad you guys could be on. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm glad that you guys are still doing it. What episode are y'all up to now? Is it 49? 40, we just did 46. It'll be 47. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. And everybody's still getting along. Nobody thinks they going solo yet. Nobody. <laughs> Nobody want to break out from the last crew. last night who was going to get pregnant and leave the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, somebody tried to form a super group with me. Shirley and Nick Jew and somebody else on Twitter and I was like I'm sleeping with the manager like I'll I'll Gates whatever you know I'm gonna break the group up I've seen enough uh enough movies to know how this goes man so uh but it's good you know proving everybody wrong three black women getting along yeah and I was going I was uh while Roger was talking I was thinking about has anybody 
ever said that y'all relationship not real and y'all faking it y'all don't really get along like this y'all fight you know but you know how to have like behind the scenes like if we (laughs) really find out what's going on with the real whiskey wine and moonshine y'all everybody drinking their favorite drinks cussing each other out in the background (laughs) you know what's Somebody got somebody got to get the VH1 special behind yes. the scenes. That's why we can be friendly on camera because we already worked that shit out behind the scenes. <laughs> right, y'all need to see the kidding. WhatsApp chat transcripts to see what really goes down. What? No one has said that that I'm aware of, no. um, but I think that we do a good job just you know being ourselves, whether that's hazing Sojo for being a bully mm-hmm. <laughs> you know or <laughs> making fun of Miss Smart talking about his code from the D or whatever it is so no the other thing too that you guys brought up a very important topic on Twitter the other day and I kind of chimed in um, street harassment <laughs> um, I feel like you know it's one of those <laughs> things the unspoken things is going around and um uh, who was it? Was it Sojo that said uh, she got? Did she get street? Oh, it was Miss Smart that oh, thought that she got street harassed. Started that. Harassed. No, yeah. you okay. get the story straight. She's street harassed. Who do? I did not street harass that. Yeah. No, okay. I, I was. What happened? Out of, I was getting out of my car <laughs> to go and pay the meter, or you know, park mobile the meter, and these two young men were walking down the street, black guys, mm-hmm. um, and one of them said, you know, hello to me, and I said hello back. <gasps> And I wasn't sure if that street harassment because Twitter tells me it is. Like I should have felt no. threatened. Ah, yeah, you should have um, been upset and scared. Yeah, you were obviously right. outraged. Yes. Right, even though he had you know said it pleasantly with a smile and kept going, you know I didn't know whether I should clutch my purse. I mean, mm. I just wasn't sure. So I needed you guys to come to you know help me define what actually happened. Yeah, now yeah, you, but what happened is that you were the street harasser. It was yeah, because I yeah. thought when you said it, you said you said hello first, and then no, 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 I, uh, that's what I thought too. You said hello first. That's no, not what you said hello, and yeah. I said hello back. I'd like to also point out that I had on jeans, a t-shirt, mm. and a jacket. Wow, because I know that v- very know, intimidating clothing. Yeah, see, I've been on the other side of this as the man, and um. First of all, even if you would have said hello second, um, it is street harassment, you know, because <laughs> you forcing me to say hello back to you by saying hello, uh, which, you know, is definitely scary. As a black man, <laughs> I, now I'm forced to have to smile at you just because you want me to smile? Like, now I know you're going to be talking about me on Twitter? No. When, when they walked out the house this morning, they didn't want to feel that kind of pressure. Mm-hmm. Look, I am all of 5'3". I'm not a pressure. I mean, I'm not a big, handsome woman. So I, there's nothing that I could have done to these guys, you know, to make them feel uncomfortable. Well, you know, it's actually the smaller women that are more intimidating. It's like a purse dog or like a chihuahua. You know, you never know. They will hop on you and they won't hop off. You know, you never, you, you got to be careful. They passionate, but they small. Um, and normally they had the biggest Twitter following. So you like that's the part that people don't talk about in real life interaction is now I'm not just interacting with you I'm interacting with you and all your followers so <laughs> if if I say hello to you on the street and you go that's street harassment now thirty thousand people think I street harassed you when all I was doing was trying to be polite yeah and they pop up out of nowhere too you know Twitter follows you everywhere you go they always mm-hmm. do yeah so I'm okay I can see if I stop the guys got their first and last names and their Facebook account. 
and then sent that out to Twitter like some people do. But mm-hmm. I didn't do that. Contact. You made eye contact. Yeah, you you looked at him in the face. So <laughs> I made eye contact. Last that night, was impressive. Last night when we were coming in the house, uh, one of our neighbors was coming to her car, and um, I was going to speak to her to let her know it was cool. Uh, Karen was with me. But then she didn't look and make eye contact and just made a beeline for her car. So then I was like, I guess I shouldn't say anything. But then now I feel like she did me wrong. I was like, that's stereotyping. I live next door. What the fuck I'm going to do? Like <laughs> commit a crime and then run inside my apartment where you know where I live. Like you could have at least said, hey, or something, you know, like I'm looking out for you. It's late at night. If something happened to you, who you think going to be the one to report it or come over and help? It's me. But, uh, you know, I was just like, I don't want to be on Twitter. So I didn't say anything because <laughs> I never know anymore. But, I, you, but you're intimidating to a lot of people. I don't know why. My husband is the sweetest, nicest person you ever meet. And it's just one of those things where little small white women run from him. We had a um, next door neighbor at our old place. And uh, sh- she was frightened of Roderick. Like, mm. she, if Roderick came this out, she. Her after the beard. This is before. before the beard. Yeah, this is before the beard. Now I think it's even worse. This is when I had like work clothes on when I had to go to work. <laughs> like I'll have on like a khakis and a fucking uh cut off po- like a polo with the short sleeves, which is the least intimidating outfit anyone can wear. <laughs> and and I yeah, it's extremely reasonable. Like that that says right there, this person isn't even middle management. They just go to work and don't piss off any white people. That's my job. And then she seen me uh coming in and out. She was staying in her car until I went in the house. Like, what was I going to do? Be like, ha-ha, I'm a rapist, and I live next door. Like, I don't even care about going to prison. I want to go to prison. Like, that ain't make sense, man. We live together. You can at least say, hey, or bye, or get out your car and go into your house. I already know you're going into your house. But she was like, oh, I'm fumbling with my keys for 30 minutes. I'm like, okay, I guess I'll just sit on the porch and talk to my brother till you, you know, like, you know, and it makes me feel uncomfortable because I'm a good person. So, like, even, like, last night, there's this weird social awkwardness where I'm, like, I don't want to be a burden on this woman. So, now I'm, like, moving faster to get in the house. Like, let me hurry up so she can get to her car and feel safe or whatever because, you know, I don't want to be that asshole. And I got to blame Twitter for that, man. Like, all this. Now I know what's going on in people's heads. It's like the... <laughs> closest we can get to being psychic you know what i mean so like mm-hmm. now i'm thinking like is this person one of those crazy people online that thinks everybody wants to get in their pants for being like hey how you doing or you know she just tweet about me my neighbor my crazy ass neighbor keeps looking <laughs> at me when i'm trying to get in the house right right ah. exactly like like one of the things that um i get it but it's also like i think it's funny because on both sides i think it's complete miscommunication like when people say do the smile thing which I think is kind of an asshole intimidating move because, like, you know, for the women's part, it's like, who the fuck do you tell me to smile, right? But at the same time, I've seen it happen. Like, someone's done it to me before. I was in line getting a sandwich, and um, the lady behind the counter, who's pretty, she's pretty G'd up. She got tats and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was like, smile. And I was looking around like, what woman is she talking to? And <laughs> It was just, it was just me. She's like, you smile. Go ahead. You got a pretty smile. And, uh, I smile. You know what I mean? And I know there's different social dynamics with me being a man and shit, but I know that she wasn't doing it like, uh, I don't think to hit on me necessarily. No. She wasn't doing it to like make, cause she was at work. Yeah. And she wasn't I, and, trying to make me feel bad. She's done it to my wife before. Yeah. And- so like, there's a certain level where I'm like, it's awkward, but it's just an awkward social interaction. I don't need to blog about it. 
um yeah. huffing and post don't need to be le- oh, alerted like i just kind of was not? like why, why, why not you definitely tell huffing and post maybe yes. i should have and, fuck and, i've been and, walking past thinking pieces my whole life yeah <laughs> and on top of that baby uh the lady he's talking about i don't think roger is his type i mean it's her, her type but yeah i don't think i am either yeah i don't uh, know <laughs> i don't know you know what we say that we say that that's, that's a bit that's a bit presumptuous i don't know she seemed like she would be into a lot of stuff she's definitely been to prison like it's a hundred percent chance she's been to prison so but uh i know a lot of men go through this though like because um like if i'm walking down the street and there's a girl in front of me walking i will try to walk the appropriate distance to whatever not scares her you know what I mean? Like yeah. I'll try to like if it's like I'll walk as far back as possible. Uh if uh you know, if if she speeds up, then I'm like, let me cross the street cuz I I don't want to be like that and most dudes don't want to be like that. And there's some people I think that um uh, you know, might be street harassing these women, but I'm I'm gonna tell everybody a secret. None of these niggas are on Twitter. None of these niggas read your timeline. Any dude that street harass is not like, and let me follow this feminist blogger. <laughs> None of them. None of them want to hear that shit. All the dudes that street harass are like, I stand on the corner all day and go, hey, girl, smile. Let me see that ass. That's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've never seen any of those dudes be like, and let me check my Huffington Post to see what's going on <laughs> right now. Let, let me let me write my think piece about this bitch. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. About this bitch. Because <laughs> that's where their mind goes. Uh, all right, man. This is the Blackout Tips podcast. Okay. You can find <laughs> us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podomatic. Uh, just search the blackout tips. Leave us five star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. We promise to, uh, read them on the show, regardless of content, even if you don't like the show. Been a while since somebody hasn't liked the show. So, uh, that's, we must be doing pretty good. Um, although we are getting a few trolls here and there, making us read stuff we don't agree with, but we'll take it. Ah, five, five stars. stars. I don't give a damn. Um, you can also go to the blackouttips.com, sign up to be a premium member. You can do stuff like leave us, uh, comments on the shows, comments on the polls. People vote in the polls all the time. Uh, they have things to say. The contact information is in the about section so you can like email us, leave voice messages. Please keep them under three minutes and, you know, try not to ramble. Let's try to keep it, you know, polite. Let's not put any veil threats in there you know let's try to keep it on the up and up people we appreciate everybody that does that the official weapon of the show is the taser and the unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball boom oh man i almost overset it over y'all good job everybody um and today's podcast is sponsored it's actually uh double sponsored uh even um the first one is uh you know what let's switch it up and do our sexy sponsor first. Let me find Woo-hoo! some uh some sexy music. Um, um wait, hold on. What's my sexy music list here? Um uh we can go to the tumosexual list. Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I've been I've been thinking of naming my Spotify list fucked up things. Like I got one named after um uh Miss uh Music Lover from um was my forty eight got one named after her boobs. I don't think she's caught on yet, but you know, trying to trying to get it in there. Alright, here we go. <clears throat> there we go. Alright, make sure my volume is right. Sweetheart, I've been trying so hard to get over you. <laughs> Just simply can't. Oh, this this sounds like you about to get rid of one and get a brand new one. Get a new one, yes. Mm-hmm. But I bet you you served your job. It's time for me 
to get a new one. This song is a little messed up like that. Yes, it is. Out with the old, in with the new. It's kind of con- like, oh, hold on, let me pause this. This song, <laughs> this, this song's a little bit fucked up because it's not, it's not very romantic. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? Like what, like what woman wants to do to come in? Like, girl, you know, I just been thinking about us, and uh, I think we need to chill. Like, I just <laughs> think we should chill. You know, let's settle down. You know, um, it's not. No, I don't want to get married yet. No, 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 no. Let's just chill on all these questions. Um, all right, let me get back to it. That beat, though. Whatever happened to that sound in music? That uh, 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 that was dope. Anyway, fellas and ladies, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom or just chill? Either way is fine. <laughs> Have you been fantasizing <clears throat> about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com for a limited time only for 50% off. I mean, wait. For a limited time only, you'll get 50% off of just about any item, but that's not all. In addition to your 50% off, you can also get three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration or a little chillaxation, plus a free extra gift so sensual, I can't even tell you what it is. <laughs> and to top it all off, they will throw in free shipping, which is the best kind of shipping. Um, and it gets there in like three to five days, man. Um, they're not joking. Um, Go to adamandeve.com for a special offer right now. Put in the code TBGWT to get your 50% off. It's springtime. Uh, winter is coming. You should be coming. Um, make sure that you're prepared. Uh, there's going to be a lot of people having sex now. This is the, when love is in the air, when all the new relationships are blooming. Let's close. Yep. All the winter coupling has stopped. You know, people got options now. Um, it's going to be breakup season, but that also gives you opportunity season, uh, is what I like to believe. So make sure you guys get out there and exercise your opportunities, uh, by using this code, man. Be prepared. 50% off. Use code TBGWT. Free DVDs, free gift, uh, that I can't tell you about and free shipping, uh, at adamandeve.com. All right. All right. Let's, uh, get to the other special people we have. Um, this podcast is sponsored by the award-winning short film Perspective. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, now I'm hearing an echo. Who's echoing? Mm-hmm. Hello. I think it's me. All right, hold on. Let me. Hang I don't up. know, Miss Smart. You dropped off for a second, so it could have. I still have everything muted. All right, let me hang up and call you right back. Hold on. Okay. <clears throat> All right, let me see if we can get this to work this time. Hello. Yeah, yeah. Okay, echo gone. All right, must be Skype. Um, this podcast is sponsored by the award-winning short film Perspective. Find out why this film won Best Comedy Short and Best Dialogue. You can watch it now by going to shadowdogproductions.com slash per.html and getting it as a digital download for less than five bucks. If you buy it within the next seven days, they will send you a download copy with Rod and Karen's exclusive audio commentary for no extra charge. Listen, guys, um, I don't brag on myself that often. But um, it's worth it's worth it just for our audio commentary. It is like we had such a good time. Oh, uh, so I don't fun. know very many people that would allow this to happen. Like this would be like if Josh Whedon was like, and let's do an extra commentary on my DVD where niggas are just talking shit about it like that. <laughs> I don't know what the plan was, but 
that's kind of what the plan became um but uh it was very fun to, to make jokes about the acting choices people made uh the wardrobe mm-hmm. uh the sets uh and get and it's also fun because you get a lot of backstory because you know i ask questions because i'm sitting there with the director and the producer and it's like so why did y'all let her wear that you know what i mean <laughs> so um i think you guys will enjoy it uh go to shadowdollproductions.com slash per.html and um get that digital download and then get that free um you know audio commentary because i think it's worth it um all right let's get to what we're here to talk about guys number one I'm the smartest man alive, and I'm glad that everybody can finally recognize it. Uh, now that I have officially won my March Madness bracket, I'm number one. That's right. You won? Yes. Kentucky. Everybody looked at my bracket and said, why'd you pick Kentucky? I said, because I haven't been watching basketball. Is that bad? <laughs> Are they not good? Why didn't anybody tell me they weren't supposed to be good? Um, and I'm glad I didn't watch any basketball because every year that I did watch basketball, I'll be like, yeah, man, you know, I, I got to figure it out. See, Carolina matchup is in the sixth bracket over against, uh, Seattle, but Seattle is in motherfucking Washington and that's where they playing at home. So the home crowd going to be there, which is going to throw them off. And I'll think overthinking and then I look at the game. I'm like, oh, that's right. We're better than them or whatever, you know, like. <laughs> I don't forget normal shit where I'm like, oh, wait, didn't so-and-so grow up in that little town? Of course, he had 40 points that game because he's from Dallas or some shit. So it was making me crazy. This year, I barely paid attention. I only watched Carolina games pretty much. I don't even know what people are going to the NBA that are supposed to be good. Um, I just watched Carolina, and then I watched, anytime Duke was on that I could root against him, I would watch that shit. And that was pretty much it for the year. Um, so I couldn't tell you shit. I was picking stuff now because I was just like, you know what? Um, uh, Michigan State is always fucking up my brackets. So I'm just going to pick them to fuck up my brackets again. And this time they weren't fucking up my brackets because they were winning for me. I wasn't rooting <laughs> against them. I was rooting with them. And everything was working out so perfect. I had three of the last final four. Um, and then, uh, last night, the way it broke down, it was like UConn versus Florida. And Florida's the number one overall seed. Everybody's like, Florida gonna win it all. Um, but I knew something that nobody else knew about college basketball is that it's bullshit. It I've is. been watching it all year and it's been bullshit all year with these little touch ass fouls and the games. Like you watch good teams and then the good team will be up and then all of a sudden the sorry team just keep going to the basket and they're like, you can't take charges anymore. You can't touch them. So it's like. <laughs> the fuck kind of game is this of course sorry people gonna be winning and sorry people were winning and i was winning so thank you <laughs> kentucky thank you coach cal i love the way that you coach these boys you send them straight to the motherfucking nba is an yes, nba sir. factory and everybody hates on them for it i love, love them it. for that Me shit too he's like fuck it let's play the system yes i'm winning and y'all ain't Yes, he's like, he's like, nigga, don't go to class. Just come here and get, get a motherfucking, go to basketball degree. That's what you're going to get. I manage NBA degrees is what I give out. And it only takes a year to get them. Come here is cheaper than community college. You'll be in and out of this motherfucker. I love that dude. I'm so glad that he's doing it. I don't care what people that love college basketball think about him. Mm-mm. I think he won me a lot of money. Oh. So I appreciate him. There it is. Mm. He is. Oh, I get it now. I, I've been like, that's the other thing too, man. In this pool, there's so many people like people put in brackets for like their, their, their baby. You know, it'd be like John, Le, John Lamont Jr the third or some shit or whatever and it's like how old is he two 
like that. Two year old can't fill out a bracket, and the two year old won the bracket a couple times. I was like, the fuck oh. is going on? I know I'm smart. I can't judge because I put in ten different brackets under a whole bunch of different names. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yep. And the thing is, though, I know I'm smart. You know what I'm saying? Like I, like it kills me when people win and they don't know. But see, this year I joined them. I don't know. I figured it out. I ain't no shit. Yeah, if you don't know shit, how can they have any advantage over you? You don't know shit either. I'm just guessing like you guessing. I picked uh I picked Wisconsin cuz uh I knew white people was wrong. A team of white dudes is hard to beat typically. I didn't even know their team was all white until last night. I just assumed I assumed it cuz it's Wisconsin. I was like Me probably too. a bunch of white last night looked like the end of Hoosiers. It did. White dudes versus all the black dudes. All and the shit. black dudes. <laughs> and then the, the twins and everything. Right. And then the last play they drew up, like the black dude awesome. on the team. He was he was light skinned, but the black dude <laughs> ended up shooting it. And I was like, why y'all didn't draw up the play for Jimmy Chitwood? You know that's supposed to go to some white dude. I've watched Hoosiers a thousand times. You always draw up the play for that for the Hoosiers. one white dude they can shoot. Duh. And they didn't. Mm-mm. So uh we got that W. Um and I would like to thank uh stupidity, man. Really. Ignorance. <laughs> I like to thank ignorance for this one. Um, did, I'm so glad I didn't know Kentucky was supposed to be sorry. I'm so glad. Uh, like someone told me it was like before the tournament, they was on a six game losing streak. I was like, well, glad I didn't know. Cause, uh, I'm rich. So, uh, yeah. Um, smartest man alive. Everybody else is stupid. Um, that did not win their brackets this year. So, uh, and that's keeping it going from fantasy football. Uh, on Twitter. You. thank you thank you you know I, i'm glad that people can finally recognize my brilliance you know after years of toiling in this tournament literally years <laughs> of toiling uh it's glad that i can finally be number one i don't even have to watch the championship game that's how sealed up i have this <laughs> like i i'm gonna watch it but i can root for anybody <laughs> I can, it doesn't matter who wins i'm rooting for my money Oh, I cannot wait to email everyone in this league and tell them how little I know. I'm going to do it. Oh, they're going to be livid, too. I'm going to do it. Like, you know, because year in, year out, they'll be like, oh, you know, uh, I won, but it was because, you know, I'm just an Indiana fan, and that's who won it, and, you know, I was just hoping they would win. I'm going to write them like, I don't know shit. How does it feel? I don't even I don't even know all these people. These are like white people from Illinois and shit. I everybody getting one. Everybody. Wait till wait till Monday night. Um so I saw Lord Jamar, um, who's half of the group. Well, are they still around? Brand Nubian? I don't know if they still they might be done in these streets. Well um yeah, I, I saw uh half of uh uh half of the group of of a brand Nubian, uh, Lord Jamar. He was on Twitter and he's been acting up for a while. He's yes, a five yes. percenter. Um, and people know how I feel about five percenters. Uh, very entertaining, <laughs> but I would not allow them in my home. Of know? course not. Yeah. They talk, they, they talk crazy. It's like one of America's last little known resources of crazy. Um, I don't know why five percent. So, like, I wonder if there's a five percent of podcast. I'm writing this down to look up. Oh, I, okay. oh, they're out there. I will Believe listen to that. you me. If, if you people find talk, it, send it to me, please. I yeah, will. if people talking oh, about <laughs> aliens and you know what's on all kinds of stuff. You know, it's got to be on Blog Talk Radio. Yes. Of course. Mm-hmm. Is that like the E Project? Is that the po- uh, podcast projects? Uh, it is. It is. I, you the know podcast what? Projects. Yeah. Be- yeah. Yeah. Because. 
I, it's something about anything with blog talk radio. A lot of times for me, just personally listening to it over again, it's almost like they've crossed the line of neighborhood. It was like, you got the regular podcast and you have like the blog talk and blog talk is just a step above poverty. All you need is like a phone. Yeah, so, so you don't even you so, don't even necessarily need the internet. podcasting equipment. Your so internet is sponsored by Wick. <laughs> <laughs> right, but yeah, Blog Talk, man. Like I like whenever I see a good podcast on Blog Talk, I'm it's like shocked. it's like seeing a good kid that lives in the project. We like get out of here if you can, son. It, it, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's like go ahead and spend that forty dollars on that microphone. It's worth it, son. It's worth yeah, it. You can get out. It's just a couple extra dollars on internet. Um, <laughs> but yes. So, um, they might have some, but he's a five percenter. So, you know, that means like in addition to, you know, racism and conspiracy, everything it's also uh misogyny, everything, homophobia, everything. It's like the hugest contradictions, you know, it's like as a black man, we've been systematically oppressed. You're like, yeah, man, that's that. I agree with that, man. You know, we do need to do better. That's right, brother. As long as we hold these bitches down, I'm like what? <laughs> like, what is, hold up. How we gonna, ain't we supposed to rise together? It's like, nah. Um, but, uh, he was on there and, uh, he was getting into it with people again. And I saw he called, uh, my girl Firefire100 on Twitter. Uh, she said something to him and, uh, she's met him in real life before and I guess it was cool, but she, he told her to shut her cock holster, which, what? yeah. Which, wow. That's a new word. Yeah. Which at once, you know, at, I've heard it before, but it was, um, like, that moment where you where you like cover your mouth because you start to laugh and then part of you's like oh my gosh she gonna kill him you know like <laughs> it's like that, that part where um uh in uh color purple on the juke joint where i just wanted to like fold up my piano close the piano get, get the, the fuck out of there oh yeah because that's not gonna end well but you know i was thinking because like he and he was doing this to a lot of people yesterday like, he was just being an asshole and i was thinking like this is what happens when you enable somebody because a lot of people were cool with him when he was talking shit about dudes in dresses, when he was talking shit about Kanye West, um, you know, when he was going down on Marlon Wayans, it was cute, it was funny. But it's like all of that, like, ignorance kind of groups together. You can't, mm-hmm. like, someone that's that ignorant, if you applied them for being like, I agree, people shouldn't wear dresses, it's not going to be too long before he's also like, and bitches need to shut up and suck dick right he was also ignorant the first time yes he just didn't choose you you know like the dress shit first of all i don't even know any dudes that wear dresses but if they did i would just be like that's weird the end you know what i mean like you got on a dress dog that is this is crazy i you know this this is weird that you chose to wear a dress today but i wouldn't be like uh this mean you gay uh you gonna be uh this is the problem with black america like i okay he wore a dress and that was weird people were egging him on because they don't like kanye west and now exactly exactly that's why they let him cook now his head's so big he's out here like yeah bitches i'm like see see well but 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 his head was already big because his name is lord his name starts with lord Mm -hmm. so you know what's that they ain't his given name you know that right Mm-hmm. And so that means he named himself, which he makes named himself Lord. <laughs> yeah, that is a good point, man. We don't let anybody else get away with self nicknames, but somehow we let him do. Uh, we let him do get away with it. The other thing too is like, um, and I got people got mad at me for saying this, but um, I, it's the truth. 
we really let brand newbie slide man they only had like two good songs <laughs> like it's kind of crazy to even be still following him on twitter because i wouldn't listen to grand brand newbie's greatest hits on spotify yesterday to remind me like why i thought they were good and uh both after i listened to both greatest hits songs um i was like both of those songs were good but that's it you know like why like they had punks jump up to get the beat down which is extremely homophobic um, i don't know if people damn have, i never <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll play some for y'all to forget like yeah. bad music. Yeah, because you're just so busy jamming. It, it was my jam, but I remember even back then being like, "Ooh, I can't play this around everybody." Um, let me play some of this for everybody, man. Like that beat goes so hard. Yes. And then, uh, by the way, Sadat X, way better rapping than Lord Jamar. We'll get to that in a second. Even though way more homophobic, way better rapping. <laughs> Also, I miss this about night about rap in general. Uh, you cannot do the seven dudes just sitting in the studio yelling, "Punks jump up to get beat down the chorus anymore." <laughs> now, oh now, no! Yeah, now somebody got to fly in from Spain right. and sing That's it. Right? You know, <laughs> punks <laughs> jump up to get beat down. All right, good job, Drake. Good job, Drake. We appreciate it. <laughs> Now these kids, for the record, that he just saw on the train, they weren't talking to him. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't even know Sadat. They probably didn't know what Sadat X looked like. They were just like, the Nubian rain has fallen. They fell off. And he was like, oh, hell no. Nah. I'm going to physically get violent on these kids on the train for no reason. Oh, my. Yeah. I can freak, fly, and flow, and fuck up a faggot. What? Oh, my. Where did this come in from? You didn't wow. even say the kids was gay earlier. <laughs> I don't know if that's just an insult or if he just was like, it's time to do hate crime. Apparently so. <laughs> So understand the ways I've never heard those lines right yes. I'm just like they're in here I'm looking at I looked it up while he's playing it I'm like whoa mm-hmm. yeah cause and listen it, to this all the time and never yeah because you know what a lot of people have to realize every generation listens to bullshit but for some reason every generation won't tell the next generation how they shit is bullshit everybody okay who you are you listen to some bullshit yeah and uh i mean let's be honest dog um these punks never even jumped up he just wanted to beat up some gay dudes <laughs> he just wanted to uh, beat he, yeah he was black twitter before black twitter <laughs> right. just yep. angry for no reason yeah so he can uh fuck up a faggot and uh also he they don't understand he don't understand the ways because he ain't down with gays uh which to which means i guess he needs to get you know if this had come out yeah. today, there would have been a million think pieces. Right. What? That'd have been straight <laughs> protest. But somehow people follow these follow dudes on Twitter because it's like I remember growing up to this. It's like yeah. you grew up to on some fucked up shit, man. Mm-hmm. Uh anyway, more of uh Lord I mean Sadat X. Mm-hmm. 
by the way um that's so old school rap he uh ran out of um like room on the bar and, uh, I mean, like, he left too much room in the bar, so he just stretched out that 20. I noticed. Black prodigies is the age of 20. <laughs> <laughs> he had to stretch to get there for the, for a second. That was good. Since the age of 20, I could write a rhyme, rip it up, and write the next one right on the spot. Sign my name with a dot, diamond, D, three, some smooth shit, Bronx, crowd, war. Took up your whack jam, everybody hit the floor. Okay, it's you, Slim, the hard rock, on the back, don't want to kneel to the brothers. You must be see it sounds like he was talking about the physique of the dude he was fighting and that was pretty descriptive man like maybe he had some latent emotional you know (laughs) okay hard rock of the pack (laughs) your whole body swollen okay they're descriptive there for somebody Mm -hmm. don't like to gaze right Mm -hmm. and and in this part i wasn't sure if he meant his friend or literally this dude's boyfriend his man like his friend or did you beat up another gay dude like what what's happening here and how did how did we jump from you seeing some dudes to them being gay right uh, he just we we we, we 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 jumped in on 10 didn't we i wish we could just like i wish we could reshoot this video as just, i was just thinking like reshoot a hate crime in progress <laughs> it's just a hate crime it's like two dudes in a dress talking about brand new and fell off and not ask go beat him up you're like see this is what it really was going on in his head oh, yes. you know what and we could start it out like an episode of first 48 where they bring him into the uh into the interrogation room yes <laughs> Um, that's greatness yes it's a very violent i would watch that yeah very violent thing um try let me get on the lord jamar's part i'm gonna fast forward a bit I might dick in your ass quick fast like my name was flash oh my yeah i might dig i might dig in your ass quick fast like my name was flash I'm just saying. That's kind of prison rapish. Oh. I'm just saying. He got a lot to say about these gay folks. That's not a threat I would tell a gay person. No, it's not. I will dig in your ass, okay? Like, well, that's what I want. That's the thing. That yeah, there will is, be no protest here. You, do you know what gay? Do you know what gay means? Apparently not. Right. <laughs> promise. Right. I'll make you suck my dick all night with this. Oh, wait a minute. Um, get, let go of my dick. Well, that, well you, right. you, I mean, I'm, you, you talking? <laughs> That's a, somebody else needs to do. Someone needs to do a parody skit. Or somebody. Oh, I hate Hustle Crow talking about when they the first homo demon. They might have been. They might have been. Someone needs to do a parody skit of like a third verse that is nothing but uh homo erotic homophobia. You know, wow. like you can juggle on my balls, <laughs> like. <laughs> I don't think I don't think there's a threat no more, Lord no, Jamar. Right? I don't think so. This either. might be a promise. Like, yeah. yeah, somebody <laughs> might take you up on that, sir. Yeah. Just have two, just like when they do the chorus, they can just have like two gay dudes in the background, like don't play, <laughs> don't don't tease me. I always what? do the fucking if I have to do the bucking. What? Oh my! What you were talking about fighting, dude, sir? 
<laughs> did you? Wow. What kind of fucking kind are you doing? Yeah. Who fucking are you going to be? Fucking what's, what's, what's happening in this room? Yeah. Yeah. He's talking oh, about yeah. fucking. And it gets worse. It gets worse. Nice pick, but you didn't anticipate that I might be sick. Now, who's the trick? Because I'm not a hot. No, 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 no. I always do the fucking. If I have to do the fucking, I leave my neck stuck in your rectum. Till you look brand new. Be why, why would your neckies be stuck in their rectum, sir? A lot of. Wow. Yeah, very possessed. A lot of with BDSM that. going on here, yeah. sir. It really is. Yeah, beyond that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's next level shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, some people might be into that, so you never know. They were like, yes, all the shoe. What? You have, ruined, you have absolutely ruined my childhood. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll stop here, but he goes on to talk about faggots in jail. Um, as he says, faggots in the clink. Um, so, uh, uh, yeah, just letting people know that uh you should have seen this coming. I don't know why you guys are egging these motherfuckers on. Uh, <laughs> honestly, like, black and brand Nubian and X-Clan just means you hate white people more than you like music. Because it's like, <laughs> this shit wasn't, like, they had a couple good good songs. But people, like, yesterday I was like, yeah, X-Clan was kind of, uh, you know, they hated the white people too. And this dude was like, um, nah, they had some classic albums. I was like, come on, man. Come on, but dog. More than one album? You said albums. Yeah, that's what they told me, man. I was like, come she on. She was like, dog. more than one? She looked kind of confused. X Men was for people that just hate white people like a motherfucker, man. Like, they actually got a best of X Clan on Spotify. Best of? And it's 18, <laughs> it's 18 songs long. There's no fucking way. Nope. There's no way there's 18 X Clan songs that y'all know. It's impossible. <laughs> The only um, thing I know about X Clan is that they would always say "sissy." Yeah, that's yep. in my knowledge. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, um, word on the street: uh, someone told me that they went to see X Clan in, in, in concert, and they both was dating white women. I was like, uh, "Of course, that's that's just so wrong on so many levels." It's like <laughs> we got to get these crackers and fight for our rights. And uh, oh, hey, baby, yeah, I'll take some pumpkin pie. Thank you very much. Yes, <laughs> Ooh, and make that hummus I like with right. those crackers. Yes. Yeah. I- like you can't make a living off of there's nothing wrong with interracial dating to me, but you can't make a living off racism and be doing right. a, a interracial dating. That's crazy. Anyway, let's talk about some news, guys. Oh, and before we yes, go on, mm-hmm. I made drinks and I want everybody to know I didn't make okay. these drinks for nothing. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Introduce your drinks. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna tell y'all what we drinking on because you know, traditional traditional on whiskey wine and moonshine, they talk about what they drinking on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so we got whiskey, we got wine, and we got moonshine. And ever since uh, Roderick, you know, had the, had the death flu cold for a month. Mm-hmm. And so during that process, we kept doing um, hot toddies. Mm-hmm. Nobody's sick, but we still doing hot toddies. <laughs> I mm-hmm. After my cold went away, I was still sipping. <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh, this is delicious. So we got some chai, chi, how you pronounce it? Uh, yes, yeah, chai. Chai tea. Mm-hmm. And um, we got some spiced whiskey. Mm-hmm. I didn't know whiskey came it's red, spiced. It's red spiced? stag. Uh, it's like cinnamon spiced whiskey. It's good. Oh, yeah, and, it's the, and, it's, and it was on sale at the local ABC. Woohoo, even better. <coughs> it, it's really, really good. So that's part of the hot toddy. And then we got some California red wine. Mm-hmm. And it was it's really good. Got that over here. Mm-hmm. And we got some diet Coca-Cola with some cherry uh, moonshine with mm-hmm. a bunch of cherries at the bottom. Because we got to the bottom. So I poured all the cherries that's been sitting in that oh, oh, wonderful wow. juice. And so we got like diet cherry Coke moonshine. And so 
uh, I want to let y'all know that's what we drinking on. I know Roger wanted to move on, but I'm like, look, I ain't made these drinks for nobody that I know. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. yeah, I tried eating some of the fruit at the bottom of that shit. Man. Don't, don't do it. Don't oh, do it. Oh, is it strong? <laughs> uh, it'll kill you. Oh, okay. Well, well, then I'll just sip. I couldn't make. Took me out. Yeah, it was strawberries last time. Yeah, I I was like, no more plans for the rest of the night. Just Mm -hmm. this, this was it. Oh, so so it just sits down and just be like alcohol. It's like an alcohol sponge. That's exactly what it is. It is. Mm -hmm. So, um, but uh, all right, man. So let's get into the show uh, stories here. Um, This is a a funny one, um, and it's so goddamn true. Um, I had this happen on Twitter the other day, but NPR pulled a, a um, April Fool's prank on their um, page that they, they had an article said, Why Doesn't America Read Anymore? As a title. NPR's greatness. If you read the rest of the article, it says, Congratulations, genuine readers, and happy April Fool's Day. <laughs> we sometimes get the sense that some people are commenting on NPR stories and they haven't actually read it. <laughs> if you are reading this, please like this post and do not comment on it. Then let's see what people have to say about this quote-unquote story. Best wishes and have an enjoyable day. Your friends at NPR. Of course, people did leave comments. (laughs) (laughs) Gerald Hicks says, This this tragedy is an artifact of a failure by the elders to successfully draw valid and recognizable comparisons to what has been and continues today to be the common plights of all of our species through history. It is up to the knowledgeable not to pass on knowledge, but to find a means to transmit via current meaningful metaphors that the Greek tragedies, Shakespeare, and many more great authors spoke perhaps in a different style of language, in a different dress, and in a different time to common (laughs) ills. That these stories concern people that also contemplated, pondered, endured the very same issues that confront each new generation and as is the propensity of youth. They believe that they are the first to ponder what are in fact the common denominators of humankind with the results they feel alone by that virtue. Thanks, Gerald. He read the title and wrote his think piece. Wrote his think piece. <laughs> wow. That's part of the manufactured outrage. It's the mm-hmm. same thing they do on Twitter. They just don't click. Look at that uh, sensationalist headline. Let me go complain. Look, I want to send him a friend request because I want to see what else he's commenting. Right. <laughs> oh, he probably comments on everything. You think he a five percenter? Because that's not like some shit they would put up there. I don't think you can be white and be a five percenter. I, I think you can. Picture. He has like this long hair and looks like a white beard. Yes. So- yeah, you could be white and be a five percenter. <laughs> uh, Max Trainer says, I read newspapers as long as they are newspapers and magazines and books <laughs> what but not short articles on facebook diane miller montefusco says that is a picture of books remember what those are we are not talking about the ability to read text messages or facebook articles it's about actually reading for pleasure and information people don't have the attention span or the patience to read like you right <laughs> <laughs> we sure can type some stuff right then an irony bomb went off and uh killed her um <laughs> Derek Byrne, Derek Byrne says because we are fat and stupid, which I guess you could say is for the title of any article. Um, my Steph Santo Fish says my brain's good and I encourage my brain's good. <laughs> you see where this going? My brain, I tapped on it. It's good. Oh, that's good. Let me rattle it around. It's good. My brain's good, and I encourage others to read. I share books, swap books, and give people books as a gift. Just remember that they exist. Because because America has become a nation of mouth breathers, uh, it is called iPads and smartphones. 
i read every day sometimes many things (laughs) (laughs) i read the stop sign Oh, no. let me Just get to a, things. Let me get to another one of these superfluous motherfuckers. Ellen says, our society has trained us to visit information with so much haste and instant gratification that many Americans <laughs> just don't get the concept that reading a good book is worth the wait. Everything needs to happen yesterday, as they say, case in point. Who doesn't grunt when our computers freeze and we can't get to the information we seek automatically? At the rate we're going, though, we need to have slash or to contract an ADD mindset to keep up with the messages of many grow board or many grow board or worse feel that what they are left out from the sweetest tweet from the latest tweet etc okay anyway um i just enjoyed this because this weekend um another article which is a, actually a very a thorough very full-length interview with Sui park came out and um i read it and i was like god damn like it was just one of those like can everybody just stop, de- like, can we stop with defending her at this point and just be like, yeah, she trolling? Because mm-hmm. um, it was so bad. Like, it was just one of those, like, like as you read the quote, she's like, and that's getting worse. Damn, that's worse than what she just said. So um me and Chris were talking about it, and we were actually using quotes from the article. We were going back and forth, okay. like, did you see this part? And it's like, yeah, that's crazy. I and- copy-pasted what y'all said and sent it to um Buddha and Smart because y'all had me cracking up. <laughs> yeah, she was insane. Like, honestly, man, like, no, not even before I even make a joke, she probably need help, like, yes, on a serious, serious level. Because, like, I've talked to people like that before, and it was like, oh, you just need help. You know, like, you know, people shouldn't be, like, egging this shit on. Like, if she would have said that shit in the middle of my dorm lobby, I would have been like, yeah, she need help you know let's not (laughs) let's not engage her encourage her you know let's not bypass that they are professionals they can really help right she might need help so um you know we were going back and forth and then like people start jumping in like well you know if it is what i think she means when she's trying to say this then i agree with that i was like what does she mean then i mean if, if it's what i think she's saying i said it's right you don't even know what she's saying anymore because she told you that she kind of went back and forth and didn't really mean it and a lot of it was hyperbole and four people were in on the joke not the whole internet so a lot of people got serious about it on both sides and come to find out she didn't take it that serious well, if it's what she, I think she said, stop. She don't even know what she's talking right. about. She right. doesn't even know. But you said it at first. I remember listening to the show when you were like, she's 23. Yeah. And a lot of times people, when you're 23, you say and do a lot of stupid stuff. Mm-hmm. But at this point, it's beyond her age. Like, yes. like you said, I really do think she needs some help. <clears throat> yeah. I know 23 year olds, they're not all crazy. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. There's a, like, 23 is stupid. I mean, I think we can all agree, uh, once you get past 20, unless you're 23 right now, you're very smart. <laughs> I'm not talking about you, 23 year old. You're, you're excellent. You're different. But everybody else, uh, once you get to like, say 30, you be like, God damn, I was dumb at 23. Mm-hmm. I could just take them decisions back, right? But, um, <laughs> so, so it was kind of funny to, to hear like people, you know, um, getting in on one side or the other. Um, and then, so like, we go back and forth in detail. And, you know, people that are reading it are also chiming in like, God damn, she said that. Where can I see it? Right here. Oh, I just read it. This is crazy. You know, stuff like that. Well, we had a couple people, you know, this dude, the one dude who's like, 
you know, I think I understand her. I'm like, if you think you understand her, you crazy too. Yes, you are. Like you read what you want to <laughs> read. You read what you wanted to read in that shit. And he, at one point he goes, um, cause you know, I don't take people very serious on Twitter. Um, I don't work for Ebony, so I'll never have to apologize. And, uh, I was like, um, yeah, dog, uh, get out of my mentions, white man. Um, <laughs> and he was not white. Um, <laughs> even, <laughs> even though he claimed to get the joke, he was, he got mad for real. <laughs> i was like how can you get the joke and get mad he's like you trying to dismiss me i know what that means i was like okay um and then at the end he ended up blocking me after approaching me uh because i wouldn't take him serious i was like why don't you just take me out of this because it seems like it's getting you're getting very upset and then he was like i'm gonna talk to you some more and i was like okay and i just started talking more shit then he was like i'm gonna block you then i was like what? i don't care i never wanted to talk to you um <laughs> twitter harassed you were harassing the East Street. Right. I was, yes. I was, I was street harassed. I was tweet harassed. East Street harassed. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> the tweet, tweet harassment. So, um, so then, uh, uh, my man Black Canseco chimed in and he, and, and he was like, um, uh, look, man, y'all need, uh, I can't believe people still going on about this. And I was like, she's still doing interviews. What the fuck am I supposed to do? Not, oh, I'm going to stop reading. Like, Yeah, and no matter what Roger do, people send this to him. So he couldn't yeah, ignore the I, shit if he wanted swear to. to God, I swear to God, my morning started with me looking at bullshit and then someone going, look, man, I know you're probably tired of talking about this, but I just need to send you this link. <laughs> and I, I remember being like, I'm not clicking on this fucking link, man. <laughs> it's about Suey Park and I already know it's going to be infuriating. It's like, no, just click on it. I clicked on it and it was about her and it was infuriating. <laughs> Um, it was, it was that level where I'm like, I don't even want to talk about, God damn it, I gotta talk about it. So, we were, so, uh, you know, Black and Sago hopped in and he was like, yeah, man, it just seems like, uh, nobody should agree with rape and killing people. I was like, who, do, I, I don't agree with that. Have you met anybody that amongst these, your peers that agrees with that? Like, right. So can we just all, like, unilaterally, can I sign a document? Just right now saying I'm against online threats of rape and violence yes. and also offline threats of rape and violence. And then we can never talk about this again. Because you, you, you preach it to the choir. Mm-hmm. I just think to her, some of her problems, some of the shit she brought up was wrong. Yes. And so, um, you know, we go back and forth, man. He's like, you know, what about this? What about that? You know, and we're just like, we talked about that earlier. And then we got to the end and he was like, I didn't even read this any new material i haven't followed this since it first happened and i was like i was so mad yes (laughs) i was just so mad i was like why'd you make me go back and forth you don't even care really i do care you know i was trying not to care and i keep getting dragged back into care i've been keeping up with this and you really was like i don't really care i haven't kept up with it oh she did do that wow that's crazy and he did something that i didn't know you could do on the internet i think he invented this thing but he said he was uh uh, let me see how I can pronounce this. Wrong? Is that how you pronounce that? <laughs> anyway, he said he was wrong, and I, I was like, I'm amazed by this concept because apparently nobody can admit that with following this story. Um, but I was like, go read the article. But I think he didn't. I think a lot of people didn't want to go read the article because it, <laughs> you know, if you were riding for her, it kind of makes you feel silly, and nobody wants to be like, oh, well, this was wrong of her. And, you know, you know, and I feel silly for being on her side. But, yeah, all back to this April Fool's joke. Read the whole goddamn thing, man. <laughs> yeah. don't, just, don't just stop at the headline. Cancel Colbert. That's all I need to hear. Like, no, go fucking find out what's going on, man. A lot of times you'd be surprised. 
Well, it's just like on Twitter, you know, when people only read one tweet instead of going back and reading the person's timeline or context of the conversation before you hop in. That you happens, don't yeah, want to yeah. the extra 140, so. Stop trying to break the outrage machine. <laughs> just stop it. That happens all the time. I hate that shit. When like, That's the only way it works if you don't pay attention to context. If you don't take your time and see what's going on, it's the only way it works. I waited till like the, the almost like 11 p.m. on April Fool's Day. <laughs> um, because uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates and Ben Chase were going back and forth about race in America and mm-hmm. politics and stuff. And uh, Coates was, you know, in my opinion, uh, I thought Coates was, like, walking away with it, like, clearly uh, handling his business. Um, uh, although, you know, Ben Chase had some good points and stuff like that, um, and I still agree with some of the overall things he had to say. Like, um, one of the things I agree with is that I'm tired of people – starting conversations with people of different cultures and then being like well you can't talk about this you're a person of a different culture then shut the fuck up don't talk to them at all like right why have a we can't have a conversation if one person isn't even allowed to have an opinion true right so um uh because i think tiny easy kind of at the end was like look you're a white dude so you wouldn't get it and it's like well, you could have started with that and saved everybody like fifteen thousand words <laughs> but um anyway so they had this whole thing and i so at the end i was like Man, uh, maybe it's just me, but I feel like Ben Chase won, and nobody, nobody bought it. Like nobody was. Res- <laughs> like, I guess everybody knew I was bullshit. Um, come to find out, Jason Whitlock really did believe that. That's when I was like, I have to back off of this. See? Um, so I had to stop. Like I had to delete that tweet. Um, don't don't want to be associated with it. Um, all right. Uh, apparently, there was another shooting at Fort Hood. Oh yes. Yes, Karen. Oh, uh, about to say. Uh. Before we move on back on the sweet park. Oh, okay. Park mm, thing, go ahead. Um, we was talking about this in the car and I was tweeting about it yesterday and I'm to the point to where I cannot support any more online activism. Me and Roger talked about this. I'm completely turned off. And the reason why is because there are too many people that have too many causes that are sincere about what they're fighting against. There are too many people that want to make too many real changes for the crazy fucks to get more attention than the people that are insane and got good sense that are actually doing things outside of just tweeting. There are a lot of active people that are in activists that are activists that actually do stuff offline. Like mm-hmm. everything is not an online persona for them. They actually do community work. They actually do things to reach out. Those people are getting mixed up with the nuts. And a lot of times when hashtags and all this stuff is bought up, me on the outside looking in, I can't tell the difference. And because I can't tell the difference, I'm not going to waste my time separating the crazy folks from the insane folks anymore. And it's sad because me and Roger talked about it. It's a lot of shit that I'm going to miss because I'm like, I don't have time. Because if I invest um, my emotions, like for the Trayvon Martin, I took that shit seriously. You know, it's shit that pops up that I take seriously. And, I, and, and it's heartfelt to me. And... It is nothing worse than you go, fuck it, I was just kidding. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. And I and, and I really hate to be like that because there's too many people that believed her cause. And that's the issue. They believed her cause and they supported her cause. And she was like, well, I just felt like painting my toes. <laughs> you crazy, bitch. You fucking insane. <laughs> and for me, as somebody on the outside looking in, it just makes it just makes me upset because it's like you're wasting time and you're taking the... The, the purpose off of the real crusade fighters that are literally out here with a purpose, with a reason, and with the cause. 
And you know what happens too, though, is sometimes the people who have legitimate, like they are legitimately fighting for some type of cause, they end up drawing attention to the people who try to derail their cause by like the outrage, the outrageous tweets or whatever they get. Those are the ones that they retweet. And then right. it takes the argument all off on a different tangent and it takes the focus away from what they were trying to do in the first place. So yeah. that's what's kind of turned me off to it. Yesterday, I like there's some dude that's been trolling. Like, he's just I guess he's created like, I don't know, at this point, it had to be like 20 accounts and he hits me up pretty much every day in the middle of any discussion and it's like what about this hate crime what is this one white couple got beat up by some black people every fucking day i've never retweeted them i've never brought it up on twitter i've never let it derail like another discussion i was having because i think people are at this point are more like how can i make this about me mm-hmm. yeah. and so i you know and if i would have done that this dude literally has zero followers uh, right. he has no pool like right. It would have just been a way to make it about me and everybody would say, Rod, you are so brave and courageous to talk about mm-hmm. race on Twitter because you got these eggs trying to stop you, bro. <laughs> it's like, hon- honestly, man, like, it's not about that, you know? So if like a dude with two followers was like, I'm gonna I'm kill you, I would just call the cops or some shit. I'm not, I don't really want to be like, hey, everybody, look at what had happened to me so we can all high five. Like, it's really not about that. But and it also derails the discussion that I want to have. I think a lot of people start discussions they don't want to hear the other side of. They just want to get their shit out and they be like, see the man trying to shut me down. Ain't this a bitch? And it's like, nah, like some people actually aren't the man and they just disagree, but you're never gonna have that discussion you as long as you have keep, that conversation. Yeah, we'll keep, let's talk about these eggs. Mm-hmm. But um <laughs> anyway, man, um, you know. Uh, good luck with all that shit. I, and the other thing too is, Karen, I, I know what you mean. It's, it's not really just that, well, these other people's causes, um, aren't good. It's just that they're cheapened by the social part of social media where you're interacting and they're just kind of like, we have to push this person up or else they won't, they might not push my shit, even if I feel that shit is bullshit. And I feel like that's not a friendship. Mm-mm. That's not really, that's not really you being on my side. If you disagree with me, I don't want you to say that shit in, you know, uh, in private or say that or, or be afraid to say it and then support me anyway. I, that's not a friendship. If I'm wrong, like it's like if we, in a marriage, if I come home and I do something wrong, I don't expect Karen to be like, well, you're my husband. So I had to support your wrongness. That, no, mm-hmm. like that's, that's not a relationship. That's not anything. My family, like we're not family. If you go, yeah, man, I know you said uh, you were going to kill them little kids, but hey, I got to support you. No, you don't. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do it to you, so don't do it on my behalf. Um, and I think that's the part, the problem is people get tied up in that. And let's be honest, if Sui Park was not an attractive 23 year old, most of these motherfuckers wouldn't give a fuck about her anyway. No, they wouldn't. Like if Sui Park replaced her picture with like a 75 year old Asian woman who was like overweight wearing big ass glasses, um, how many followers would she lose? Like how many times I, I post, like every article has like a headshot of her being extremely attractive. Like, I posted articles about her that I know niggas didn't read, and they chimed in on Facebook like, damn, she fine. Who is that? So I'm like, yeah, that, like, there's something to that. There's something to that with Bell Knox. There's something to this shit where you got a certain type of mainstream attractiveness. It also is what lends credence to um, your craziness. If she was just crazy and ugly, nobody would be retweeting that shit. Um, of course. Anyway, apparently the dude that shot up Fort Hood had an argument over uh, paperwork. I've been there. Yeah. Uh, we've all been trapped in bureaucracy. <laughs> uh, this is like why, this is like 
what would happen if like anybody at the dmv allowed guns in yes and that's why certain <laughs> places literally you should not have guns i know it's a lot of people be like guns for all fuck that <laughs> man you know how many times karen, karen hold up before you even start fort hood is not one of those places uh, <laughs> it's literally a army base there's no I, way we can have an army base that does not allow guns not, not the army base but okay. just like it's a lot of people that are like guns for all because you talked about the dmv and that's what mm. made me bring this oh, up okay okay you was like you know at a regular spot especially if they slow and they behind you know and shit like that people are like you know what i'm gonna ask you for my motherfucking fries one more goddamn time <laughs> also is there like any better argument against the whole the only thing that can stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun than shooting up an army base. Come on now. You know what I mean? There's people with guns right. there. Like this, right. this, like, can we just admit that gun culture is a little bit fucking scary, man? Like, I know that everybody says I need to have my gun because it's my right, but how many of these stories start with a motherfucker just being like, I don't give a fuck about these rules and just, Shooting up people like it's Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. You know? Because the people that obey the rules are the people that I'm not worried about. I'm worried about the people that be like, fuck the rules. Yeah, he asked for a leave of absence application on Wednesday. He was told to come back the next day. He returned moments later with a 45 caliber Smith & Wesson semi-automatic pistol open fire on soldiers in the, his unit. Uh, the 49th Transportation Battalion killing two of them. Uh, he's a father of four. He walked outside, indiscriminately shot at other soldiers, sprayed bullets all over the area, the size of two city blocks, shooting people in two nearby buildings as well as from his vehicle before he was confronted by a military police officer in the parking lot. Uh, they, the officer fired once at Lopez but missed. Before he could shoot again, he put his pistol to his head, squeezed the trigger, ending the four-minute rampage by taking his own life. So, you know, he he needed some time off and they told him to come back tomorrow. Yeah. He was like, he was like, I need a break. I'm I'm here and I need some time off. I need mental health day. And they told him to come back. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, that like, and there's really nothing you can do about crazy. No, you know, like that's the other thing. People keep trying to find these rules. If we just take more bullets out the gun, like, are they going to be less crazy with a gun? Like crazy is crazy. You just have a gun and you want to kill people. What the fuck you can do about it? Yes. It's like if you had a car and decided I'm going to drive down the middle of the street killing people, what the fuck can you do about it? Nothing at all. And it's one of those things where even somewhere where the whole area is has guns, like an army base, it's just one of those things where this is like the second shooting. Did they have a shooting like last year too? Uh, or two, a few or years, years back. Ago? A few years yeah, back. Yeah, it's been same, a while. Yeah, the same army base. So it's one of those things where – even somewhere where they have guns and they have bullets, they still need to address the issue. But it's one of those things where we're such a gun happy society and be like guns for all type of shit to where if you start saying, OK, there's nothing wrong with guns. You need rules and regulations. Everybody wants to get outraged like fucking incidents like this don't happen. Yeah. So uh, there's a there's a, a federal uh, case where um uh, it's a corruption case out of New Orleans, um, and it's turned into a fight over the issue that um, could really change the landscape of America, in my opinion. Um, <clears throat> newspapers and news outlets might be able to um, be forced to disclose the information of online commenters. Hmm. And I'm for this. Yeah. Cause I read the comment section, I'm like, God damn! Some, like some of it is. If you had to attach your government to this, none of this would happen. But it's really like, 
obama saves children from burning fire and it's like the nigger probably put him in there first like can we just find his name and like get him off of here like come on you know like who are these people the comment section really feels like the secret like underneath america that is really lurking you know and how and how a lot of people really truly feel and especially anything about obama anything about lebron anything about like 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 anytime you have any big cases that that has something to do with race even if it doesn't have anything to do with race if it's somebody it of color that uh people have an issue with or even if they're white and they support people of color they still get attacked the same way and it's one of those things where anything to get posed you immediately see nigger you immediately see you know nigger lover you immediately see the most racist vile shit in your life and i'm like you if i knew you were bob at the accounting department at frito-lay your ass <laughs> wouldn't post that shit yeah. so what are they saying are they saying because a lot of online publications now do force you to comment through google plus or facebook or you know whatever are they saying that they're i mean what are they saying about disclosure information um apparently i guess um if like in a trial situation uh, if you would like, if, if like the court or somebody, like say you threatened me online and I was like, I want to take you to court and sue you. So I need to go to NOLA.com and go, Hey, who is this user? Well, right now they're going, we're not going to tell you because we're protecting their first amendment rights. Ah, okay. Okay. So, but if, you know, uh, here it is. If the times pick you is required to comply with the order before it. Uh, has had to uh, the opportunity to obtain appellate review the first amendment rights of the anonymous posters will be immediately infringed and such infringement cannot be rectified by further appeal because their arguments for protection will be mute uh moot um but uh the organization the organization said also said that requiring it to disclose information on the commenters would have an immediate chilling effect on anonymous speech i Free speech, I understand. Anonymous speech, when do we? When is this in the Constitution? Yeah, I was just about to ask the yeah. same thing. Because so, I would have thought that they were already able to do that, but I guess they don't have it's to. Not I mean, law. it's kind of like what the cable companies, um, when uh, people were cracking down on them for pir- like having people that pirate shit, and they were like, "We don't have to tell you our customers' information," and you know, went to court and lost, and uh, they was like, "All right, here's their information." Um, but you know, I, I really do think that. Um, you know, I personally, I know it's a slippery slope. I don't give a fuck. Uh, I I wouldn't mind people being able to get caught up for because people do some crazy shit mm-hmm. on these forums, and it's really gotten out of control. Like the, you know, um, there was a, a comedian on a, a podcast I was listening to, and he was like, his job used to be a Fox News comment moderator. Wow, what a job. <laughs> so we're seeing the moderated comments is what I'm saying. Wow. Right? Uh, <laughs> Who knows what the fuck is on? I'm going to kill that motherfucker. Like, wow. uh, 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 delete. We yeah. can't post that, sir. Then they probably get angry. I posted some stuff. It didn't get posted. <laughs> well, sir. You know, then they got to come back. Well, well, sir, we were not allowed to post that. Why yeah. not? You like, come on, Sir, dog. we're not allowed to post federal crimes. I'm sorry. Wow. <laughs> just dial it down a little bit. Can you just, like, threaten him innocuously? Um Paula Dean shut down her restaurant, forgot to tell her yeah. nigger employees that she loves so much. That sounds about right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know, she loves her black people and they all love her. I wonder if any of them feel stupid now because I remember them interviewing some of the black people and it's like, she love us. She like family. I was like, mm-hmm. 
Uh, Uncle Bubba's Seafood and Oyster House, the home of Paula Deen's 2013 racism scandal, has closed its doors and employees of the restaurant were the very last to know. That's crazy. The Washington Post reports those who showed up in that Thursday morning shift at that Thursday morning shift in Savannah, G- Georgia, uh, eat at the eatery, uh, were met with rest- locked doors and Savannah Morning News reported that employees were collecting their severance checks in the parking lot. Damn. Damn. Wow. The yes. fa- the Facebook page of the eatery had just a simple message posted on top of his fan page. Thank you for 10 years. Uncle Bubba's is now closed. Damn. That's it. Yeah. I'm and, about to go there and like that. Damn. <laughs> and, and the fucked up part about it is that companies, by law, don't have to tell you this shit. Like, that literally, she wasn't breaking any laws. That's sad. But that just shows you how much of a fuck companies care. Yeah, but if she claims to love her black employees the mm-hmm. way that she does, at she least she care. could do is They're like family. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I wonder, two things. I wonder uh, how much business they lost. So I wonder if they was just like, I don't want to have this continue to be attached with us. We're making money, but it's just not worth the hassle of having it open. You know what I just realized? Why didn't I Paula Dean impression get nominated for Best Impression last year? Mm-hmm. You would have had a chance to win, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, commenters put the restaurant management on blast for not informing its employees of the decision to close before posting on social media and shutting the doors. Because they could have went and found other jobs. Dean co-owned Uncle Bubba's with her brother, Bubba Ayers. Dean made cringeworthy headlines when a former employee of Uncle Bubba's filed a lawsuit claiming she had experienced sexual harassment, racial discrimination while working at the restaurant. Um, but that she ended up losing that case because she wasn't black. She just happened to hear her talking about black people. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, anyway, she uh, she closed the doors, y'all. So you know, I guess we won that one. Cancel Paula Dean or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> open up a, a new a new store a new place under with a different name and don't publicly say that it's hers. Yeah, I bet I bet you that's probably was their plans. Mm-hmm. You know, because she all about that money, honestly, right. and especially with the Food Network letting her go and, you know, losing millions of dollars in endorsement from like um, the ham place and all these other places mm-hmm. that was just like, we're not fucking with you no more. And, you know, and the funny part about it is like people left her and never came back. But but uh, Cracker Barrel was like, we're going to take it down. People protest and they, you know, still support the dude from Duck Dynasty. I just think that's weird. Duck Dynasty made more money. That's true now. That's true. And their contract wasn't up. Uh, although Duck Dynasty did lose a lot of viewership. So mm-hmm. who knows? They might. <laughs> Isn't that, wouldn't that be funny if they try to have morals in hindsight because of the money? They're like, ooh, these niggas lost money. Uh, you know what? Now that we thought about it again, they right. got to go. Because we don't uh, we don't <laughs> tolerate this at A&E and at Cracker Barrel. We taking their shit down. Um we are very upset. I can't believe it took us so long to be upset and to see these rating numbers. Right. Um, all right, man. It's time for some gay news. Where's my gay music? Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so mad. <laughs> so mad at it. I really need glow sticks for this segment. <laughs> Let me go buy some. I feel like that would be a hate crime. <laughs> man, gay people get the best fucking music, man. When I made this playlist, I was like, this one too? All this shit gay? I fuck with these songs. 
all right so apparently the mozilla ceo oh, yeah. mozilla the people that make mozilla. firefox the browser okay yeah the browser that i use apparently gay people <laughs> they hate gay people um mozilla co-founder brandon ike is stepping down as ceo and leaving the company following protests over his support of a gay marriage ban in California. Mm-hmm. The nonprofit that makes Firefox browsers uh, infuriated many employees and users last week by naming Ike's head of the Mountain View, California-based organization. At issue was Ike's $1,000 donation in 2008 to the campaign to pass California Proposition 8, a constitutional amendment that outlaws same-sex marriages, the ban was overturned last year when the U.S. Supreme Court left in place a lower court ruling striking down the ballot measure uh, for which black people were blamed. Uh, Ike's contribution had drawn negative attention in the past but took on more weight when he was named the CEO. Mozilla employees and users criticized the move on Twitter and everywhere online. Earlier this week, dating website OKCupid replaced its usual homepage for users login with Firefox with a note suggesting that they not use Mozilla software to access the site. That's sassy. That was boss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, really I see boss. you. I see you tried to log in with Mozilla. Did you know they hate gay people anyway? He was like, what? I'm going straight to, straight to Firefox. See you on Internet Explorer. Bill Gates ain't had no problems with us. <laughs> the departure raises questions about how far corporate leaders are allowed to go in expressing their political views. CEOs often use their station to push for certain viewpoints and get some muscle for those viewpoints. The UCLA management professor Samuel Colbert said, but if you are going to play the game, you have to think of both sides. Mm-hmm. Uh, which reminds me, um, Dan Cathy, CEO of Chick-fil-A, like last week was like, I wish I had never said that shit. And I'm going to keep my views to myself from now on. Which is um, smart and which most people talk. When I eat my Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich, I don't give a fuck about your opinion. I just want a great yep. chicken sandwich. Yeah. Um, it kind of reminds me of the whole, uh, uh, I hope I don't say her name wrong, but Jamila LaRue or Jam- LaMille. Uh, uh, it reminds me of that kind of thing where it's like my tweets don't represent my company but if you're a public figure it all kind of counts so it's mm-hmm. like as a CEO even if they'll get rid of a CEO you know they'll get rid of your black ass man be careful <laughs> out here in these streets y'all like this shit is crazy uh, you know Lord Jamar just don't have a job so he can't <laughs> get fired <laughs> you know but other people can get caught you know mm-hmm. so yeah dude was a CEO um of the company and lost his job for a thousand dollars you know how little that is to him but you know what though so because i i mean i don't know what happened in terms Mm. of did anything happen actually in the culture when he was there but it's on the one hand something that someone did in 2008 people evolve right and so i don't know if they gave him a chance to show whether he had evolved or not or whether they were only basing kind of their outrage mm. on this event that happened all these years ago so i'm just curious about that yeah if i was him even if i didn't i would lie and say i came around on it <laughs> right. i don't give a fuck he didn't make a statement at all he just stepped down and went with it yeah which so. i mean what you gotta think behind the scenes they had to have a conversation like because this this shit is principle for a lot of these people it's like no i'm gonna hate these gay people it ain't shit y'all can do i'll lose my job which is right a crazy amount of hate to me like i would just be like oh no no that was old shit i uh shit my best friend gay now dog can we just get this this check 
like how much is the check for ceo is that okay i just want that check what do we got to do to make that happen i will come out here and kiss a man if we can just get the check done i'll I'll stop going to my church i don't give a fuck give me my money but uh you know he must have at some point you got to figure he must have stepped down on principle or something because i'm sure they this had to come up and uh also like i said it's also i know it sounds funny with us saying it but it's also only a thousand dollars so it's probably not that much to him Mm -mm. you know he's probably just like yeah a thousand dollars like what 20 seconds of work Mm -hmm. so yeah the nigga lost his job bro uh ike said in the test statement thursday that mozilla's mission is bigger than any one of us and under the present circumstances i cannot be an effective leader you could have just apologized yes you could (laughs) have i hate these gay people so much don't y'all understand what I'm trying to tell y'all? I, and it's pe- I, and it's I would love to step down. I would love to. I would love, but I can't stop knocking that. that that's a dot X, dog. I got to have that brand new again. He released a statement on Thursday that said, uh, I was on the train and I seen two faggots. Like, <laughs> like, sir, you got to go. Why does the dot X talk like that? Saying brand new again was dead. Um, anyway. So he said, I don't think it's good for my integrity or Mozilla's integrity uh, to be pressured into changing the position. If Mozilla became more exclusive and required more litmus tests, I think that would be a mistake. And that would lead to a much smaller Mozilla and much more fragmented Mozilla. Um, What's he talking about? This is what he said when they when he told CNET it would be wrong. It would send the wrong message if he were to resign or apologize for his support of Prop 8. Um, do you not think that there are gay people in your company that work for you, sir? Right. Right. Probably his assistant. Probably, yeah. Um, he's like, listen, Chad, mm-hmm. I'm not apologizing. He's like, all right, well, that's why yo, I'm read your email. I read your email. You need to go meet with the board. So, <laughs> um, I think I can't get married. But yeah, at first when they asked him about it, he's like, I can't resign and I can't apologize because that would make us look bad and all this shit and then um so you know that they asked him to apologize that's just that's the words of a man who won't apologize mm-hmm. where he's like oh it'll make us look bad nigga what how like, would it make you, look, you bad? look bad yeah it will make you look bad exactly karen oh, not the company man. the company is like we don't give a fuck who uses our browser at one point there's another quote from him um at one point he says, if Mozilla cannot continue to operate according to its principles of inclusiveness, where you can work on the mission, no matter what your background or other beliefs, I think we'll probably fail. That was his answer to why. Wait, what? <laughs> he said the attacks on his personal beliefs represent a threat to the company because if Mozilla. Oh, wait, let me play his music. If Mozilla cannot continue to operate according to his principles of inclusiveness where you can work on the mission no matter what your background or other beliefs i think will probably fail so he was saying inclusiveness means including those who including haters yeah yeah so oh is that miss uh smart no that's sojo wait who's this one two one two one two oh never mind it's gone echo's gone um but yeah his thing was like how we'll be excluding people that hate people so that's right. not inclusive at all wow right. so you just gonna say i can't come to work and be discriminating against gay people what mm-hmm. kind of shit is this no you right. can't sir it's yeah. principled 
Right. What about the principle of it? Mm-hmm. Principalities. All right. Let's move it to our next segment, which is ironically eerily similar to this segment, uh, <laughs> which uh, is is not good. Uh, but it's time for guest race. I mean, it's time for the you know uh, fuckable black people. So. just fucking with them black people we're just fucking with them blacks we're just fucking with fucking with black people that's right guys it's time for fucking with black people today it is a college president that is fucking with black people oh shit the college of charleston in south carolina is tearing at the seams as outraged students and alumni protest the selection of his next president a, de- a defender of the confederacy with a history of championing the rebel flag excellent it's the deep south it's the deep south well you know we need to include his ability to exclude or else we're not inclusive and it will lead to the destruction of <laughs> charleston um the Board of Trustees selection, Republican Lieutenant Governor Glenn McConnell, a Civil War reenactor. <laughs> oh, my. I don't understand Civil War reenactors anyway, because, like, if I'm from the South and I'm reenacting the Civil War, I would change the ending every time. And then we won. Yay. Yep. Like, like, just change it a little bit. Like, that wouldn't be principled. Right. I'm basically going to go out to the middle of a field and pretend to die, be dead all day. Like, why do that? <laughs> yeah. I'm General Lee, pow, and I'm dead. A Civil War reenactor who for years led the fight to keep the Confederate flag hanging over South Carolina's Capitol building comes just two years after the college embarked on an ambitious campaign to attract more minority students. And he was like, who trying to do that? Not me. Listen, we want to sign up all you gooks, niggers, and spicks to come to Charleston and get educated like the rest of us. Get a proper white man's southern education. Get pure Aryan education. Right. Learn to hate yourself here only at the College of Charleston. Critics say McConnell's appointment will tarnish the college's reputation and hinder ever uh, to diversify the student body, which is just 6% black. Uh, look forward to that video. Um, has one of the lowest <laughs> student diversity rates in the state. Wonder why? That's hard. Yeah, that's hard. That's hard to win. Right. Yeah, you you walk you walk up with your mama and daddy, and they see that flag, they're like, "Nope, you ain't gonna hip up." Mm-mm. Right. The kid, the kids don't even know what is that flag. It, it don't matter, baby. All all you need to know is it's time to go. They just make you walk by the president's office. Yep. So they, was, can... they was like, "All right, see that right there? Whatever that that's that flag right there." Uh, Stay away from it, child. I think black people should try to go here and then show up at the reenactment as slaves, and uh, <laughs> just see see how fun it is. Then white people, see how fun, how much fun you're having. Reenactment is then. Yeah, y'all, what y'all want us to pick, pick this cotton? Uh, <laughs> this is not about you guys. Well, it kind of is, kind of is. I beg to differ. Uh, but go ahead, have have fun with your little shooter guns. <laughs> We believe that Glenn McConnell is the best person to lead the College of Charleston, and we expect uh, to quickly conclude the contract negotiations and formally introduce Lieutenant Governor McConnell to the campus and the community, said Greg Paget. But y'all are really trying to strike the You mean to tell me nobody applied for this job that didn't have that, that didn't have a Confederate flag 
behind them nobody applied well, for this job people think uh the politics played more of a role because he has a political background and he has a name in the state so people are saying that's really what led to it mm. he beat out a handful of finalists with extensive experience working in colleges and universities, including the University of West Florida Provost Martha Saunders and Dennis Incarnation, a consultant and fellow at Harvard University. So people you don't had want that fancy Harvard learning guy down there. Come on yeah. now, no, he gonna <laughs> yeah. make our change our ways. Them city yeah. folks, you carpet bagger coming down here with your <laughs> with, with your, all this foolishness telling us to change our ways, your and, liberal views, and we need to accept the brown people. Get out of here with that foolishness. You probably want us to take down Confederate flag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no more Confederate flag day, Mm-mm, sir. You got to go. Uh, he's been a divisive force in South Carolina for a long time, said Reverend Joseph Darby, a vice president and Charles, of the Charleston NAACP which has joined calls for McConnell's removal. He called McConnell's appointment a sham and said the selection is a smack in the face to the college and anyone associated with it. Do you think at a certain age, if you're black uh, in a mostly white place, they just make you the head of the NAACP locally? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's actually in that rule book. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Like, yeah. does like Al Sharpton just show up and deputize you? Like... All right, man. Anytime some racist shit pop off, you old and black, just go down to the news station. Tell them that you're on the job. Yeah. I'm black and I don't agree with this, said a black dude that's the head of the NAACP, apparently, in Charleston. <laughs> um, but hundreds have attended protests and rallies at the college campus and thousands more signed a petition calling for his removal. Student group have joined forces with local civil rights groups to hold press conferences and to lobby sympathetic members of the state legislature, which is responsible for appointing board members at public colleges uh they even started a hashtag but since they're not 23 year old attractive asians mm-hmm. no one gave a fuck mcconnell 67 is a graduate of the- get black twitter on there we right. need to start some jones right. <laughs> right. We need- yeah we gotta start some shit <laughs> hashtag cancel college right now <laughs> what do y'all really want to cancel well not really i mean the scandal would have been on i wouldn't even talk about this shit uh-huh. Um, McConnell 67 is a graduate of the college of Charleston and spent more than 30 years in the South Carolina legislature serving as a Senator and the, and the president of the Senate before becoming Lieutenant governor. He has been both one of the most powerful politicians in the state and a lightning rod for Southern heritage, racial identity and racial politics. Uh, he created a firestorm in 2010 with a photo of him dressed as a Confederate general posing with the, pe- I remember this posing with them two slaves. He did have slaves in his. What? Yes. It was a picture of him that was a art there was like a Republican it wasn't an RNC, but it was like a this like um like this meeting where they had like reenactors, they all dressed up in costumes and two black people dressed Stop. as slaves. Stop. I said We did cover that because we we was a yes. picture of it. Yeah, yes. I was like, Are these niggas serious? Wow. <laughs> what? How much could you possibly have paid that day? Wow. The fuck was it? Like, not even if you paid me in cash, dog. There's wow. no way I'm going to be up here posing like, yep, I'm a slave. And they turned around and was like, you know what? Come on over here and be president of our university. Oh, what an asshole. Anyway, a hundred. A hundred. Let's, let's get to our other games. Okay. These are more fun. Uh, it's time for some guest to race, guys. Now that it's time for some guest to race. That's right. It's guest to race time. Now that it's time for some guest the race. That's right, it's guest the race time. 
that's right it's time for gas the race the number one game show going across all the podcast land where we read or play <laughs> news articles from all over the globe and we have our contestants today the ladies from whiskey wine and moonshine play guess the race uh are you ladies uh ladies kind of nervous here we have yeah. a perfect record so far so it's a little bit of pressure who is we don't we have a, don't the three of us have a perfect record no because i won the first time and y'all two lost and what? then you won the second time and i lost <laughs> i love that lady buddha has such a great memory this right. is awesome <laughs> she's she our is. historian she's our researcher and she is That's competitive right. she can so y'all making stuff up let's right. <laughs> <laughs> And I like that she's competitive. Like she's like, uh-uh, I, don't, I don't remember that shit. I would try to take mine. No, we are we. So yeah, no. Uh, all right, let's let's get into some some guest race here, guys. Um, <clears throat> here's a story that happened. Uh, where did this happen? Oh God damn it, Florida. Uh, oh Florida, Orlando. <laughs> this is one of those sassy news articles because I know it don't start with a Lionel Richie quote. Oh Lord. <laughs> Lionel Richie belted, oh, what a feeling when we're dancing on the ceiling. But the singer probably wasn't suggesting people take him literally. But that's what Orlando police say a Texas man did at the Roxy nightclub early Friday. Justin Ponce, 19, crawled onto the drop, the drop ceiling at the club and fell through the tiles. Oh my. Why he was there remains a mystery. Let me tell you what. (laughs) probably heading i guarantee you've traced his path probably heading towards the stripper's locker room right of course or the woman's bathroom <laughs> come on i've i have instagram and tumblr i've seen enough strippers locker rooms to know that's the place <laughs> to be in the club uh the first officer to aid pont said his head was bleeding and he suffered an obvious broken leg uh, oh. the, uh, he asked the officer what happened <laughs> probably had a concussion <laughs> The incident prompted officers to clear out 800, about 800 patrons out of the club. 800 people yeah. were in the strip club? How big was the goddamn <laughs> strip club? Jeez. That don't even sound sanitary. <laughs> Somebody gonna get pregnant in there. Firefighters. Know, sit down. I'm pregnant. But <laughs> right. no penetration. It's just sperm everywhere. Right. There's sperm everywhere in that club. Ugh. Firefighters determined the only damage was to the drop ceiling. Well, his leg, right? Officers. Mm, his leg don't matter. Officers discovered metal pieces that held the drop ceiling tiles had been pulled off the wall near the bar. They spotted a path of damaged ceiling tiles, bowed metal, and hanging insulation up to the point where Ponce was found found out on the stairs. The reporters say officers estimate the damage to the property was at, at $4,000. The club says it's about they lost $5,000 in sales. So they're going to probably be hitting him up for a few G's. Yeah, 800 people had to get out of our club. We couldn't shake. No, no, this woman out here couldn't objectify uh, themselves by choice and shake their titties. You paying. <laughs> Charges may be pending. Officers asked anyone who witnessed or who was vi- has video of the incident to contact police. So uh, guess the race of Mr. Justin Ponce. What was the name of the club again? Did you the say name, that? The name of the club was Roxy. White. White. All right. I'm going to go with the Lassie Liquor. All right. So Sojo went with white. And Think Pretty Smart went with white. Mm-hmm. And what about you, Lady Buddha? Black. Black. All right. Let's check the chat room and see what they believe. 
whiter than Stephen richards when he makes a wrong turn into a black neighborhood in his civil war reenactment <laughs> uniform oh my oh we got oh got some little feedback slander going here leonard, leonard brothers with that one Stephen richards expect, expect we getting a call on saturday uh one that believes the south will rise again white unlike donald glover he could play spider-man and was practicing climbing on the ceiling x games contestant white impossible white man on the dance floor whiter than the aerosmith song that was playing when he fell right <laughs> she is my cherry pie <laughs> white people's strip club songs are terrible i don't yes, know yes and they'd be stepping on hard uh, too you'd be like damn nothing is worse than a white strip club i don't get mm. it guys i'm sorry you, you can't even shake to that shit yeah just um, angry hard stepping music yeah life is a highway i'm like i don't <laughs> what is hot all about? night long right. what's hot about this that's a good song right there hey the song is good i like the songs that's a shake yeah i don't want to see nobody take their clothes off of that <laughs> I've never been listening to Life as a. I've never heard any Brian Adams song. It was like, girl. Mm. Yeah, I'm not saying they ain't the jams. You know, it's just for the fact that I don't don't think of taking clothes off. Girl, you know what this love in the elevator make me want to do to you? (laughs) Shit. Um, All right, so let's see. One who hopes he doesn't have to give up the screen name as Lynch Happy Coon Killer. Oh, my. Uh, Thinking he's Spider Man White, one who plays Paige that refuses to call his opponent a renegger. College drunk white motorcycle sponsored gang white. Um so uh here is the correct answer, Karen. What what race do you think he is? He's white. Karen says white, so the whites have it. Uh here's a pause. And the chat room, everybody that, that guess black. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna put his picture that in the might chat. Be mean. <laughs> yeah, I think you might have been the only one said black. I'm gonna put his picture in the chat though, cause um, for the first time ever, I mean, Karen's an expert, so I yield to her. I mean, you racism. Asked, I mean, I, am I feel five like he looks Latino. From you, I feel like he looks Latino. Um, well, I'm gonna let you guys Uh-oh. look at the picture, cause to me, okay. I think he's Latino. Karen says uh, white oh. though. He, he he's mixed mm. Latino yeah. black. Mm. Yeah, but we gonna yeah, go. That, that's side. not no white man. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's white side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't feel like that's a white dude, but okay. Yeah, I am five feet away. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> uh, we'll, yeah, he might be Cuban. We'll put an asterisk on that. But yeah, he looks he, like Drake. Yes, Hustle Crow. Yeah, uh, Linda Brothers said he's not white for sure. So, uh, yeah, Karen. But hey, that was Karen's uh, fault. Everybody, yeah, we gonna go with Karen. Happy birthday, Karen. We. we hmm. <laughs> uh, here's another one. We put an asterisk by that one. Uh, McPherson County, former McPherson high school teacher and soccer coach Todd Brightingham, uh, or Brittingham was found guilty of endangering a child and furnishing alcohol to a minor on Tuesday. Good times. Kansas ninth ninth judicial district judge Richard Walker accepted Brightingham's plea of no contest to both counts as part of a deal struck between the prosecution and the defense. So this is what he agreed to. Who knows what the fuck he was charged with first? Wow. Right? Um, the first count, endangering a child, carries a maximum sentence of one year in the McPherson County Jail and a $2,500 fine. One year? It's a Class A misdemeanor. Well, he pleaded down to this, Karen. So. Okay. The second count, furnishing alcohol to a minor, may result up to six months in jail. As a Class B misdemeanor, it carries a minimum fine of $200 and maximum of 1000 as part of the agreement, he will lose his license to teach in Kansas and will pay restitution to the student's family while counting. Only in Kansas? Mm-hmm. And not across the whole country? 
While County Attorney David Page recommended Brightonham be put on immediate probation, Walker also may impose any of the fines or jail sentences associated with the two counts. Sentencing in the case is scheduled 10 a.m. January 9th. Um, Brightonham was first charged with four counts of unlawful sexual relations with a student. In addition to one count of furnishing alcohol to a minor, the counts of unlawful sexual relations were amended away, and the charge of endangering the child pursued <laughs> as part of the plea uh, agreement. So he was fucking the kid. Uh, wow. There was like, uh, let's, let's, let's not care about that. The case charges followed a June 22nd incident in which the female student allegedly began texting with him, who suggested she drive to Galva to meet him at his home around 11 p.m. According to earlier testimony, the student said she had already had been drinking. Um, drink. Surfboard. <laughs> when Brightonham <laughs> encouraged her to drive to his home. Upon arrival, the student said she drank a great deal and became intoxicated, forgetting what happened uh, that night. She testified in 2010. She woke up the next morning on the couch in Brightonham's house, semi-dressed, vaguely remember having had intercourse with him. Testimony provided by the student earlier in the court proceedings was not cited as contributing to counts decided on Tuesday. They decided uh, they included June, 2000, June 5, 2009 incident in which the student had earlier driven to his house to engage in sexual relationships with him. I mean, it was sexual relations with him on May night, a May 19th incident in which sexual acts were performed in the girl's locker room beneath the college stadium. Now see, that's when you just, that's when you're getting off on the rush. Okay. That's not even careful at all. Girl, I can't wait to get you in this locker room. I'm like, nigga, I hope you get caught. What you deserve to be caught. 50, wow. and, and, and none of these charges is statutory rape. Uh, no. And another incident, <laughs> July 9th, which also happened beneath the stadium in which the two began engaging in sexual acts but did not complete them. So he had blue balls that day. Um, Paige said in the court the agreement <laughs> had been reached with the support of the student and her that's, family. That's what happens when you get old. You ain't you ain't young no more. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like they wanted. Wait, her family agreed to mm, him getting probation? Sounds like her family was like, I don't know. Maybe she... They, She's like, I love him or some shit. I don't know. Or the fan was just like, you know what? We've seen too many cases where if we press these charges, we're going to have to deal with the backlash of people calling you a whore That's and true the backlash too. of everybody attacking us. We'll be on the front page of the news. We can't. Yeah. We won't be able to run the media right. away. She won't have to testify this way probably. Yes. So, yeah. I mean, it could be anything. Anyway, guess the race of Ty Brittenham, uh, who was a teacher and uh, what, what sport did he He's soccer or some shit. Anyway, he's a teacher and a coach. coach. Yeah, he's, soccer coach. He's definitely white. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh with white as well. The last name, the soccer, the fact that he's not under the jail right now, all all points to white. Okay. Yeah, he's not ambiguously white at all. <laughs> and he's teaching in Kansas. Well, <laughs> yeah, he's white. So everybody's yeah. going with white. Let's see. Whiter than chills, knees, elbow, and face when the su- she runs out of lotion, says Linda Brothers. <laughs> oh, my. He don't quit fucking with chills. <laughs> he won that one poll, and he's out of his mind. <laughs> Can make charges disappear, Woody Allen enthusiast. I didn't know I couldn't do that white. I didn't know I couldn't do that white. I didn't know I couldn't do that white. <laughs> and these are from three separate people, y'all. Three different people that all had the exact same. Exact time, too. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. One who would curse the judge out and not be called a thug. White high school with a soccer team. White, white. Only white love could allow the family to agree to probation. He got us to the state finals last year. We need him white. Soccer ball white. 
the correct answer is and every single person got it white yes white i like that that was the whitest possible crime soccer coach in kansas and he didn't go to jail like everybody oh man um all right let me see if i can find another good one all right man let's go to the bonus round where's my bonus round music um here we go Double the points and the race. Double the points and the race. That's right. It's double the points, double the race, and the bonus round of Guess the Race. So far, everybody's two for two except Lady Buddha, who's one and one. But everything's worth double the racism now, so she can still take this thing. Yes, she can. Are you guys ready for the bonus round? Yes. All right. Here we go. Uh. A deputy said a branded man staged a burglary so he could avoid having to go to work. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, Florida. That's, wow. Dwayne A. Yeager, 31 years old, is facing charges of providing false information to law enforcement. According to Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office, deputies responded to a home on Bridalwood Way Monday at 725 a.m., after Yeager called to report that he came home and found his house had been broken into. My door's open, my window to my son's bedroom are wide open, Yeager said in his call to the HCSO non-emergency line. My TV is in there on the ground. When the dispatcher asked if he saw anything suspicious or if he had seen a vehicle driving away on the corner, he said on the corner right when I pulled up a white kind of little Honda Civic pulling away, <laughs> white it had kind of like a black fender the te- deputy said a black man driving yeah uh, it was a, a nigger in the front i mean you know one of them one of them you know fitting the description deputy said they've noticed his fr- front door was open and that the interior of the house appeared to be ransacked they also saw the front bedroom window and blinds were open however they did not discover any signs of forced entry so uh deputy saw to the neighbor's I mean, spoke to the neighbors and learned that Jaeger was seen leaving the house at 6.30 a.m., then returning home at 7.15 a.m. Deputy said Jaeger was then seen walking in the front door, lifting the blinds, opening the front bedroom window. Uh, Jaeger then came back outside his house. Deputy said he was seen standing in the front yard until deputies arrived. Deputy said the witnesses said there was no vehicle at his house prior to arrival or when he returned home. When Jaeger was confronted with this, the discrepancies, deputy said he admitted to staging the home burglary to avoid having to go to work. He stated that his wife was adamant that he go to work and he didn't want to go. <laughs> deputy said Jaeger also told them he didn't think he could go to jail for doing this. Jaeger was arrested and taken <gasps> to jail, which immediately proved him wrong. <laughs> uh, he literally said, I didn't know I couldn't do that. And I was like, well, you can't slap with the cuffs on his ass. Neighbors said they aren't happy about the incident as it meant they were woken up by deputies and canines early Monday morning. He asked me about the robbery, said neighbor Doris Morell, who said a deputy knocked at her door and then left her with a warning. Uh, as he said, make sure you check your windows, make sure your kids are safe. And I was like, oh, my gosh, you know, Morell said she can't understand her neighbor's actions. That's just absolutely ridiculous, she said. I mean, who would do that? That's just absurd. No one came to the door. Jaeger's home on Tuesday. Guess the race of Dwayne Jaeger, uh, 31 years old. How do you spell Dwayne? D-W-A-Y-N-E. Damn. So that's a black first name, white last name, black crime. (laughs) 
<laughs> but he didn't think he could go to jail, which is a white person it's thing. A white, it's yeah, definitely white. Yeah. All right, I'm I'm going to uh, I'm going to go with 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 white. All right. Um, I'm gonna well, okay. So black people wouldn't necessarily encourage police to come for some for no reason because we steer clear the police. Um, all his neighbors knew all these details. Black folks, we don't do that. So he lives in a white neighborhood. It's floor. He's probably white. I'm going to go with white. Yes. All right. Lady Buddha. I'm going to agree. I mean, I think uh, a lot of that sounds white. Okay. Uh, <laughs> right, so... The only thing that sounds black is he didn't want to go to work. Well, <laughs> his name sounds, you know, Dwayne, but then you oh, know, yeah, Dwayne. the other Dwayne's we know are kind of biracial. So I wonder, mm. can we kind of like tread that line? But no, no hedging your bets here. No <laughs> hedging your bets. Right? I don't know. Cause after that first dude, that was Karen getting it wrong. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, that's just a casualty of the show. We but... over the question mark by that one. Asterisk. Alright, here we go. Uh, Joe, uh, let's see. One who has tasted every cheese known to man, says Linda Brothers. Oh, wow. Makes up a scapegoat to get out of work. Must have been trying to sleep off them Jaeger bombs, not Hennessy White. Mm-hmm. Neighbor talked to the police white. German last name white. Stephen mm-hmm. Richards white. Neighbors keeping a close eye on him black. <laughs> I know white people named Dwayne, but no blacks named Jaeger, so I'm deducing white. Un- uh, totally thought he could do that white. White, I didn't know what that was a crime white. Jaegermeister drinking white. White, Germans do this crap white. Germans living in America must have owned his family during slavery. That's a thoroughbred lunar scarab. Oh, damn. Oh, my. Mm-hmm. That's a new one. Uh, the correct answer is white. Yay! All the ladies got that one right, and a couple people missed it. I will put his picture in the chat room. Um, I think it's a very interesting picture. I do, too. Because his picture basically looks like, God damn, my wife going to cuss my ass out. Like I should have just took my ass to yeah, work. Why? Like if there's never been a picture that said I should have taken my ass to work more than this picture right oh, here. Oh yeah. <laughs> like man, I could have just been clocked in, done a couple out. I'd be home right now. I'm in jail. And you know, he also looks like he listens to a lot of rap music. <laughs> he does. Uh, here is another uh, another guest of race. We'll wrap it up on this one. This is a a story on that we could play a video of. Uh, when it loads, you know, just take well, your time. Well, a fledgling South Bend business got a devastating blow yesterday morning when employees arrived to find thousands of dollars of damage to the building. Even more astounding, it's believed to be the handiwork of a single 19-year-old student reportedly from Notre Dame. Megan Hickey has more on the suspect, Brian McCurran, who was arrested for burglary, vandalism, and underage drinking. And, Megan, the destruction is something you really have to see to believe. Right, Terry. He allegedly used heavy objects like a cement flower pot and tools like a hammer to attempt to bust through every possible entrance. Then once inside, he wreaked havoc on the business itself. And the only reason police were able to make an arrest is because he passed out in the kitchen while snacking on a large amount of Hot Pockets. (laughs) 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 Oh, shit. She was laughing when she said that. Yes. (laughs) Pounded uh, his way in through the wall. 
day spa owner Sarah Rose Frazier can barely comprehend the damages. He walked all around the building and picked up about a hundred pound flower pot and threw it into the door where it has a stained glass window in the middle and broke that, crawled through there, actually cut himself. After getting into the porch, McKern appears to have used a hammer to bore through a wall. Once inside, lamps, mirrors, and bowls were smashed and thrown. He got his hands on a fire extinguisher, and that trail led police upstairs, where McKern was found asleep. He went through a half a box of hot pockets. Ate through that, well, uh, macaroni and cheese, he was warming up in an antique-style oven. Then passed out eating drumsticks on the table where the police found him. The 19-year-old was still intoxicated the next morning, blowing at .106. And they were questioning him. They asked him if he had done any drugs, and his response was, I hope so. I don't think he really <laughs> comprehended the amount of damage that he had done because he was out of it. Damages that these ladies are hoping to recover from. What really burnt me the most was he wasn't apologetic when he came downstairs. You would think oh. even if you were that out of it, when you came down, you know, you're coming down in cuffs, you know, you would be like, I am so sorry. And he just had a smile on his face. Do, bro. McCurran was released from the St. Joe County Jail this afternoon. The prosecutor's office has 48 hours to bring charges, which make, would make the deadline tomorrow morning. All right, and Megan, uh, how serious of charges could he face here, and do we have any idea what the total damage is to the building? South Bend police tell me the burglary charge is a felony, and depending on the total damages, the vandalism charge could also be a felony. Police Ooh. know the teen was drinking alcohol, but we still have no word whether any other substances were involved. I'm told just the contractor work alone could be more than $2,000 for the business, and that doesn't include all of the items broken or the days of lost business due to damages. Well, he certainly could have jeopardized his education at uh, Notre Dame as well. <laughs> All right. Megan Hickey. The fact that concerned about his education, that's a white dude. <laughs> All right. So uh, that was, uh, was that thing for you smart to say that? No, that no, was Sojo. So okay. All right. Sojo. Yeah. Sojo's going with white. What about you guys? I, I'm going to go with white as well. I mean, honestly, it sounded like he had a great time and they haven't, uh, they had until the next day to press charges. So he has to be white. All right. What about you, Lady Buddha? I mean, we're talking about South Bend, a student from Notre Dame who is so drunk. He's like gorging out on <laughs> hot pockets, macaroni and cheese and drumsticks. Mm -hmm. He's white. Who do, also, <laughs> like, who breaks into a day spa? All, you know, like, but I like good grief. Anyway, and he said, he said, "Are you high?" He said, "I hope so." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oblivious to the like, I better be <laughs> oblivious to the destruction he caused. Oh yeah, that stinks of white privilege. <laughs> Cheese eating terminus resident who refuses to who refers to roaches as water bugs. The star of Rudy Part Two. They should have let him on the football team. White rage. Oh my. Queso El Blanco. Oh, yeah. <laughs> high Hydra worshiper. Uh, who, someone who, who will not be convicted of a felony. It might affect his life. It might affect his life, white. He tweeted out, turn down for what before starting the night out partying, white. <laughs> Munchie have, wait, Munchie having meth smoker cracker who, Lady Rose just ended it there. I'm guessing that's white. <laughs> that's white. I mean, that's white enough. I don't, you, that, that's good. <laughs> Mixed bath salts in his bong and had to get that cheese white.
Ferris Bueller White, future Rufy Dropper White, win one for the Gipper White. He wasn't riddled with bullets on sight. I'll go with intoxicated hippie wanted the store to share the wealth, man. Fighting Irish and all fuck it white. The correct answer is, and I guess everyone got it, white. Yeah, yeah because the, the thing about it is that he got the itis, but I ain't no black folks going to commit a crime like that and just fall asleep at the scene of the goddamn crime. <laughs> yeah, like you need a certain amount of privilege to fall asleep at a crime scene anyway. <laughs> They cared about jeopardizing his future educational plan. Yeah, he really brought it. Well, this certainly won't be good for his GPA. I say that. I'm like, what? This nigga's yeah, a criminal. And he was a teenager. <laughs> Goddamn criminal. No one should give a fuck about his education. Oh man. Speaking of education, let's talk about sword ratchetness. We're at the Black Outers. We're committed to educating the world about the amount of sword ratchetness going on in the world that people aren't paying attention to. A policeman who shot five men as they slayed people with swords has recalled the night of terror that left 29 civilians dead in China. The officer. 29? 29. Remember we talked about this. They attacked like a train station or something. Oh, a while ago. They, it was it was like planned. Yeah. yeah. And they said knives, but then they said something like watermelon knives. And if you look that up, it's like, that ain't no fucking knife. Um, the officer and three colleagues were on patrol when they were called to what the state media have described as China's 9-11. Uh, for, man, we got to get rid of guns mm-hmm. in this country. Mm-hmm. Like China's 9-11 is so less deadly than our 9-11. You know? No like, planes crashed, no buildings. Because it was like, just knives and shit. Mm-hmm. You know, like our 9-11 is like, you know, shit exploding, buildings yeah. dropping. Mm-hmm. Uh, further, uh, 143 people were injured during the train station attack in the southwest city of Kunming on Saturday night. The unidentified officer told state television, when we arrived at the site, I saw some people were wielding curved swords, maybe four or five, to hack people around them. Some people had been put down on the ground, but the attackers still stabbed them. Shit. The officers were, the officer was leading his team and carried their only, their only automatic firearm. This is translated, I believe. Uh, after pulling up 15 meters, nearly 50 feet from the attackers, he fired a warning shot and ordered them to throw down their swords. He told China Central Television the five attackers turned around to me and rushed at me wielding their swords. Jesus. He was like, fuck this. You're going to have to shoot us. I fired another shot in the air and ordered them again to put down their swords. Oh, he they, they did like Zod did Superman. you going to have to kill me. When a thin one, one in a black mask with a curved sword about 60, 70 centimeters long was about one meter from my gun muzzle, I shot him down. Of he said the others continued to rush to him more crazily. And then he shot all of them in a matter of seconds. What was this, the raid? This nigga put all five of these people down like that? <laughs> he gave, wow. He, he gave him a goddamn warning shot. That's yeah, he, crazy. He gave, he was like, look. He like, wasted two bullets and mm-hmm. still killed these niggas. <laughs> That's amazing. Man, a round of applause for this dude. What is my clap? Yeah. Gotta take these sword people off the earth, man. Yeah, he was like, I shot one of y'all and the rest of y'all, the rest of y'all want some? Here's a bullet for everybody. We don't need these sword wielders reproducing. One who was injured at the scene and three other suspects were captured on Monday. Uh, the officer said the A-Strong gang carried out the attack for whom was shot dead. China has attributed the attack to militants in the far west region of Xinjiang, uh, though no group has claimed responsibility. Uh, Uyghur separatists have waged a rebellion against Chinese rule in Xinjiang. Uh, China says these fighters have links with international Muslim terror organizations. 
however some analysts believe citing ties abroad in china's way of is china's way of vindicating its heavy approach in Xinjiang. uh ex-soldier who attacked wife and neighbors with samurai sword has been put in jail an ex-soldier who frothed at the mouth as he subjected his wife to a terrifying attack with a samurai sword was handed a lengthy, lengthy jail term. Darren Mann lashed out with a 10-inch butter, what, 10-inch butcher's knife. I thought you said butter knife. What the hell was he cutting? What the fuck would a 10-inch butter knife look like anyway? I don't know, but that shit would sound scary. What kind of slab of butter needs to be cut <laughs> like that? I don't know. You, you, you know, that don't even sound scary, but I mean, you put out a 10 inch butter knife. I, I'm thinking you mean in business with that toast. <laughs> oh no, I'm more scared of a butter knife than a regular knife because it's going to hurt more. Cause if you cut me with that, that's some serious yeah, It's going to take 10 minutes to get out of me and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, <laughs> just sitting there like slicing away, taking, <laughs> going back and forth. <laughs> anyway, uh, bef- before renewing his assault with a deadly sword, slashing the walls before bringing it down between the legs of his petrified spouse. Shit. Man then dragged his wife Jet from their blood-stained home in Brechen, Angus, before continuing his rampage by chasing neighbors with a lethal weapon. When neighbors when they rushed to the woman's aid after hearing her scream, see, trying to help. Like, did I hear some screams? You need some. Ah, oh, that's a sword. Run. Never mind. <laughs> yo, yo. She was left needing reconstructive surgery after the horrific assault. So oh shit! Messed up bad. On Tuesday, uh, the sheriff's court was told that man has now been assessed by psychologists as being high risk of causing his wife, uh, of causing his wife fatal injury. However, man's lawyer said the pair were on friendly terms and may reconcile in the future. What? That's a pretty, uh, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. that like, I gotta give, they gotta I, give her a restraining order. Keep her away from this nigga too, then. Yeah, I love you, baby, but you cut me up. I can get reconstructive surgery. It's over. Yeah, who who can work that out? Not me. Love can conquer anything. Don't tell mm-hmm. me what love can't do. <laughs> uh, Sheriff told man that it was only his wife and neighbor's actions that prevented him from killing someone. Man was jailed for three years and eight months with an extended sentence imposed, meaning he will serve the same period again on license. The court heard Mrs. Mann found her husband sleeping in the bed surrounded by empty bottles when she returned home from work at 4.45 p.m. Mm. He was like, we got broken in. I couldn't go to work. <laughs> man, who, <laughs> man who previously served with the Royal Scots was banned from driving at the time as she phoned a neighbor to ask if he had driven him into town to buy alcohol. Man had, by then had gotten up and grabbed the phone for her and smashed it into the, on the worktop. Fiscal dispute Jill Drummond uh told the court he grabbed mrs man by the upper chest with both hands and threw her all over the kitchen man then grabbed the huge by her titties i don't know but that's that's that man upper chest he needs to be in prison forever if so assaulting titties yes not a crime yeah not assault titties guess the race right (laughs) um man then grabbed the huge butcher knife from the kitchen drawer straddled her chest pinned her arms down with his legs he then put the knife to her forehead and pressed the tip into her temple. Shit. He moved the tip of the knife to her right cheek again, cheek again, pressed the tip into her face. Still wearing his dressing gown, man briefly disappeared before returning and holding a massive samurai sword, which he was waving over his head. Man began striking the walls with it before bringing it crashing down between his wife's legs after he pushed her to the ground. Oh. He was frothing at the mouth, said Miss Drummond. She she believed he was seriously going to hurt her as the blade was only inches away from her. He was going to kill her. And was being swung with force. Man dragged his wife down the stairs out of the house and where he shouted at her, 
get down on the ground he grabbed the handle as he waved the sword over her snapping it off but man continued to drop to wave the blade before pinning her down and pulling chunks of her hair out neighbors yeah neighbors intervened but crazed man ran at the vehicle waving the sword he then ran towards another neighbor with the sword above his head before chasing a different resident then dropping the sword prior to arrival of police cops used cs gas to restrain him before taking him to the hospital for treatment a large cut on his hand the court heard Mrs. Mann underwent reconstructive surgery for for what divided tendon in her thumb and suffered cuts and bruises. Mann, 43, and way too old to be acting like this, pleaded guilty on indictment of assaulting his wife on September 14th last year, assaulting Pamela Harris and attempted to strike her with a samurai sword and assaulting Mark McBride by pursuing him and presenting the sword to him. Um... So he was hitting women and shit. Yeah, like, I don't had nothing to do with this. Know, I don't give a fuck. Y'all all can get some of this nice swing swing. He had originally been charged with attempted murder when he appeared on petition last September. But the charges were later reduced because people don't care about swords. No, they don't. Kevin Hampton defendant said man was under no illusions that he would receive a long prison sentence. He said the complainer, his wife, has visited him in HMP Perth. Mm. I like how he said the complainer. Yeah, women do be complaining. Am I right, fellas? <laughs> Take out the trash. Don't cut my face. Stop trying to kill me. <laughs> don't pull my hair out. Right. Don't get married, fellas. There are divorce <laughs> proceedings. It ain't that serious. <laughs> but like, if you need to stab her, y'all need to be together. When you, well, you know, when you're dating, she don't care that you own a sword and you're trying to kill her. <laughs> All of a sudden, you put a ring on it. Now, no. Uh, there are divorces. <laughs> there are divorce proceedings going through, but they hope to remain on friendly terms and a relationship may be reconciled in the future. He has no recollection of all of at all of committing these offenses, which I guess would, you know, aid in trying to make up with it. You know, it's like, uh, I don't even remember trying to kill you. So it's like, okay, well, I guess we can, you know, you weren't consciously trying to kill me so we can mm-hmm. get back together. Fuck you. I remember everything. Right. No. Right. Now, see, I would look at that as, well, then you don't know what you might do it again. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't even know why you wanted to kill me. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. How, how I know you might not black out again. No, yeah. thank you. You might be drinking whiskey, wine, and moonshine and just decide I'm the enemy. <laughs> uh, Sheriff Gregory Morrow, uh, Gregor Murray imposed an 80 month sentence, extended sentence with half served in prison and half on license. He, that must be their form of probation. He mm-hmm. said, in the circumstances, only the actions of your wife and neighbors prevented people from being killed. I'm required to sentence you based on the reduced charges before the court, but I can't ignore the degree of recklessness and terror to those involved. The problem seems to have been alcohol, which was identified as an issue as far back as 2001, but you didn't have to do anything about it. You are access to posing a significant risk of causing fatal injury, in, injury to your wife. So uh, he got to go to jail, but... Half in, half in prison and half out on license. So anyway, um, be careful, guys. You know, don't get married to these dudes that own swords. <laughs> Ladies, it is as always been an extreme pleasure. Always, thank y'all for um, you know coming on with us. I love having them on. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we we love your podcast. It's great. Uh, you everybody agrees. Obviously, you guys want tippy. So you know, people are uh, the fans love y'all, and uh, you know, uh, hopefully we can do it again. Yes, of course. <laughs> Make sure you guys check out Whiskey Wine and Moonshine. It's on Stitcher, Podomatic, and iTunes. Uh, leave them a review, man. Let them know how great they are. Uh, you know, as uh, people, check out the show live. Uh, go watch the replay of the Spreecast. The ladies are all here. Um, and uh, Karen doesn't even come on the stream for this one. It's just me and these ladies, my angels. <laughs> the chocolate angels. Charlie, yes, I'm Charlie. always background for this one. Right. 
Uh, we need to start playing that. I'm going to find a theme song to Charlie's Angels next time they come on. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and you know, and I like when they come on because I can always get some new whiskey, wine, and moonshine. Yeah, Karen <laughs> just likes them because she's a drunk. So, <laughs> uh, you know, you have that going. You do. You're drinking with me, son. You fix the drinks. I had nothing to do with this. <laughs> I was just, I was just minding my own business. And uh, we... Uh, you ought to know it's a tradition by now. Yeah. Um... <laughs> But yeah, I'm trying, let me see if I, wait, there's a Charlie's Angels 2000 theme. I bet, I guarantee this won't go right, but I'm gonna play it. That's the, uh, Destiny's Child Destiny's thing. Child, yeah. Destiny Child. Oh no, no, we're not playing that. <laughs> yeah, we're not. No, let me see. Is there just a regular Charlie Angels? The original Charlie Angels? What about this one? <laughs> yeah, this y'all new theme music. <laughs> Chocolate angels. <laughs> Cocoa angels. Ladies, we have to take down a drug dealer today, and his name's Leonard Brothers. <laughs> he's, been, he's been slanging racism all over the streets. Um, we but, must um, take him down. Right. Ladies unite. <laughs> his alias is Leon Brothers. He's his evil twin. <laughs> uh, make sure you guys check check them out, though, and uh, check us out. Support our sponsors, Adam and Eve, Shadow Dog Productions. We'll see you guys tomorrow, Monday, uh, Tuesday at 5 p.m., them thrones yes yes so people can quit asking us i mean because they're you know i have what? been asked that question a thousand oh times God. so many goddamn times i'm getting sick i want them thrones to come back more than y'all yes because literally every day put like this since they announced the date that them thrones was coming back we've been at, at, at least once every day and the closer it get the more frequently we ask like we gonna forget to do yeah, it yeah niggas are panicking like we gonna stop doing the most popular <laughs> segment of our show like I don't, you know what? I don't even want to do it no more. I just I don't uh gotta uh uh-uh, you have to right. Like I'm a, like a, you know uh I forgot it was coming back. Of course I know it's coming back, people. I used to leave work early to try to get home in time. <laughs> yeah, everybody loved them Thrones, man. And um, Patrice to be back. I can't wait. Yeah, yes, Patrice yes. will be back. So uh can't wait, man. And uh uh Wednesday, if everything goes right, we should have two of the guys from Three Guys on and uh. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves Randolph and uh, Andy, and uh, of course, um, uh, my man Tim is out there trying to trying to raise daughter. So uh, we won't be seeing him. But uh, all right, man. Uh, until tomorrow, I love you. I love you too, baby. All right, <laughs> that's that sounds kind of delayed, but we'll take it. <laughs> you know, I, I love you. I was looking at the screen. I'm sorry. I'm okay. sorry. Apparently, she let's, didn't love me as much. Let's do it again. All right. I'm, 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 let's do it again. Until tomorrow, I love you. I love you too, baby. Mwah. Mwah.